Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Saturday Night Sith, number 18, in fact. Uh, I am Fractured Filter, your host as always, and with me, my cohort, my, uh, how do I say it? Ah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> JHitman187, how are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, so pumped. How's it going? How's everybody doing? Hopefully doing good, 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 myself good. too. Oh yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. So yet again, here we are. Another another fun Saturday. Gotten plenty oh, of news man. to uh to certainly go over for for the mouse, for the for the Star Wars, especially as we're gearing up more closer to uh Kenobi Kenobi and celebration and all that fun stuff. So it'll be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be some interesting times. Oh man, it just each week gets better and better and better. I'm just not saying that because, like, you know, we're co hosts of this show, but I know, like, seriously, <laughs> like, uh, there's a lot to go over. There's a lot to go over. Uh, I'm in the mood, I'm in like just a feisty mood. Um, Ooh. yeah, well, like I said, we we're talking before the show, and I just feel like, uh, I was mentioning to you, like, just just a bunch of idiot sandwiches on my Twitter feed. Well, that's what you're gonna. That's certainly what you're gonna get when you jump onto the onto the twit twats. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it just gets me in the mood. Uh, no, so I'm yeah, just, all just right. Ready to just eviscerate some some Disney. Uh, what do they call it? Disney lore. What do these idiots call it? Oh, Something know. like that. Well, you know, I was also Disney wanting canon. to. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. The the mouse is canon. Uh, there was one thing I just wanted to kind of, and I'm going to, uh, I'll probably, uh, I'll save it for later. All right. Um, let's, save it. Okay. I'm going to save something for later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So should we just jump right into I, old Kenobi here? Is this, uh, yeah, I think so. Oh. All right. Cause I've seen a lot of this today. Well, I've seen a lot of all week, honestly, but today it's like out in full force. Without a doubt. Um, and it, since this second trailer, there does seem to be a little more buzz floating around for sure, but it's still not quite picking up like you'd think it would be at least, you know, not that of what I'm maybe what I'm noticing, but then I have my circle very, oh. <laughs> very secluded from, uh, the hype of the mouse and stuff. So. I think we were both pretty much like that, but they still yeah. seem to uh, infiltrate it somehow. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's quite hitting the trends and stuff like that. It's not always popping up. Hmm. In, in I wonder feeds. why. Hey, you know, surely it has nothing to do with the fact that it doesn't follow canon at all. Oh, to a know, point. Not, ju- not even just uh, the aspect of uh, uh, butt ramming the canon, but, you know. <laughs> Just, just the overall uh, overall quality of the show. I mean, we still look at these Inquisitors, and we're certainly gonna get into that here. But it's like you see them, and it's like, who doggy? Uh, there are cosplayers that uh, turn out better outfits than what they've put together in this show. You, yeah, hundred percent. Right, let's, uh, let's start start this up. So I'm guessing here is where we're def- where we're getting our new pl- our new uh, gambling planet. 
I forgot. What did it? Do you remember what they called it? Oh, uh, I thought Hitman. it was. Um, yeah, I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, I, 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 I forgot. But we we are getting a little more scenery on that. <laughs> I'm, you know, I looked when I first watched this trailer. I saw this. I was like, they don't come off as intimidating at all. What is this? I. <laughs> uh, Eggman and the uh, the sun hat and the, the tip, and yeah, we got Eggman, tobacco farming hat, and then this whatever she is. Because I mean, who who does she even play? I yeah, it's her own character. She's named too because all the others are supposed to be like seventh sister sixth brother and stuff like that but she has the name of reva so that's where you know she's gonna have a little extra importance but the funny thing is is like you know you you look at the 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 main grand inquisitor and the the sun hat this guy is supposed to be huge like did it i mean i know that i i know you don't have to look exactly like from rebels but you should at least get a little bit closer to the to the to the body types and stuff like that. Like even the Grand Inquisitor should be a lot leaner, a little a little skinnier looking. But even look at this have ship. like the whole like black like, yellow eyes. Every... Yeah, the ship looks weird. The ship does look weird. It just kind of looks like a it's triangle, just... upside down triangle. It just <laughs> at least from just, this shot. Like... <laughs> so real quick, did you watch this because i've not watched it yet so this is i mean i've watched the first oh this one. is your first this, this is your first time this seeing is it. yeah i wanted to save it for the show oh, and just give like actual reaction it's just terrible i should have done like, the same he's gonna go no, farm it... for tobacco he's just looks <laughs> constipated and then this she just doesn't know what the hell she's doing she's like where am i at what am i supposed to be doing it looks like she's kind of smirking in the picture too i I just realized this ship is no better than the TIE fighters that we see on the Mandalorian. Right. No better. Like this is, this is the, this is the, they have all the money in the world. They have all the money in the world. And then this is what they produce. It is. It's a, it's astounding, isn't it? And then these guys want to talk crap on like the, the, the original trilogies. And then, um, no, there's that's the thing. You can't. You can. Yes, you, you can try and talk as much shit as you want. But the thing, is, the fact of the matter is, is like the OT and stuff used, you know, practical effects. They had talented costume designers and everything. Everything looked. I mean, like I've kept going on about, especially like with armors and stuff like that. People looked like it was the armor looked like it was lived in. It looked had like that kind of real look to it. Like, yeah, they've been wearing this gear for a long time. It all, everything in the, in these shows and stuff, they, it all looks like it's stuff that's brand new right off the, right off the racks. Usually. So, yeah. you know, they, there is a t- attention to detail and just over again, Listen, like here's we the said thing. again and again, yeah. overall passion. I don't expect Disney to spend $30 million on an episode. Like, you know, the, like they, as they do for Stranger Things, but come on, man! Like, get some better quality. Co- like, is this just terrible? 
And again, I get it. Like, I guess your opinion, your opinion sucks, blah, blah, blah. But okay, like, fine. It's my opinion. But can you can you argue against this? Like, look at it. Look at this guy. This guy's supposed to be Utapalian. Is that right? Is that what they said? He's supposed to be the uh, same race. Yeah, he's of that same race. Of that same race. It's terrible. Like, absolutely terrible. The worst. Like, oh, I'm done. I digress. We can continue. <laughs> What's the worst? Like, what is like the worst character though? Real quick, like, what is like out of the three Stooges? What is the worst? I'm going with the tobacco farming guy. Well, in terms of like just the just overall, costume, like, yeah, just yeah, just costume. Yeah, I would. I mean, like I said, especially for who he's supposed to be playing. Um, Too bad it's not raining because if it was, he would not get wet at all. <laughs> hey, he's got his own umbrella, right? He has that hat um, is big enough to cover no, but, all three of them. No, but again, like it is, like who he's supposed to be playing, he should be at least. I mean, he looks like they're about all about like five foot tall, like five, maybe six or seven. When this guy, like Mister Mister Tobacco Farmer, as you call him, he should yeah. be at least like you know, almost like at the six six foot six six range, almost like definitely a lot taller than the way he's presented. I'm more intimidated. Intimidated. I'll say this, and we can continue. I'm more intimidated um, of Inquisitor Malorum in Last of the Jedi reading that book, not having any type of picture to go off of, than these three Stooges here. And that says a lot yeah. because it's a book. Well, well uh, yeah, that and that's getting you're getting like Obi Wan's perspective of him and what he's get, what he's sensing right. and stuff like that. So yeah, you're getting a lot more. Uh, detail out of it than you are with just uh what you're presented on screen do you disagree like when you read the book no i don't disagree at all like uh, yeah i i digress i'm going back to my kids continue stay hidden oh god stop it i can't (laughs) stop it what did i just see what the hell was that what the thing on his back? Yes, dude. That's you. Ha- oh, you. Oh, that's right. You never watched Rebels, did you? No. Is that's like, their spinny lightsaber? Uh, it looks like a hubcap. It basically is. <laughs> oh my! That, I mean, that, yeah, that's the lightsaber that you. And if you've seen the 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 uh, gif of it of the helicopter lightsabers. <laughs> I'm okay. Continue. Oh, fuck. Oh, I God. If we ever go through Rebels, you're going to be in for such a treat. <laughs> or we will not survive. With Benene over here. Oh, wasn't it? Um. Oh, God. Uh. I I want to say it was it oh, I heard somebody talking about this now I'm forgetting who OG was it but they're OG? like it might have been OG but they're like um but they're like you know isn't it kind of bizarre that his hair is that dark brown looking when he should be just you know freaking like almost like strawberry bright blonde well yeah. considering how well, Luke because like it is your hair will get darker as you get older. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. At, nope. at this Look. young age, hit like I remember my hair as a young kid, and it was bright blonde. You forget and that's that how Mark, Luke. Yeah. 
And that's how Luke should be because that's how he was in A New Hope and everything. And then, yes, as he got older and then through the extra movies, his hair got progressively darker. But that's how it should be. Yeah. Uh, no, but I agree. It's like, let's not forget that Mark Hamill himself passed. I mean, he approved of this actor. This kid, Oh, that's something. Yeah. You remember this? No, no, no. I, I remember hearing about that. I I don't know if we ever talked about it. On the no, episode. no, we didn't. And I saw that. I was like, I was trying to verify, like, did Mark Hamill actually say this? Or is this no, some type yeah, of... Yeah, that. And then also, uh, I think he tweeted it out, too. Um, but there's also, <laughs> there's been a, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's been a lot of screenshots floating around now because of, like, the behind the scenes for Book of Boba Fett. And those two episodes with Luke. Yeah. And then there's Mark Hamill basically yeah. like sitting in on the scene or in the scenes, play, uh, acting it out. And I'm just yeah. like, okay. And, all right, screw it. I'm just going to, I just thought, thought, okay, we could do it on the side subject. But the whole thing is like, you know, when Last Jedi first came out, he was whining, bitching, and moaning because of basically how they fucked it, how they screwed his character over. And everything, yeah. and how he disagreed. He called it Jake Skywalker, not my Skywalker, sort of right. stuff. But now is he? And then, I mean, he kept coming back, and he's been in like with this, with the, and then those the, those new screenshots have been coming out from the behind the scenes and stuff. It's like the dude's nothing but complicit, right? So, well, this is and this is what is why it, I bring up the point. Well, continue, and then I'll I'll, I'll say my point. Well, that I mean, that's just basically it, right? It's just it's just called, dude. You, you wanted to make all this noise about how they screwed over your character and everything, and yet you keep coming back. Okay, I, yeah, final movie. You're gonna at least show up for that last scene or whatever. But then right. you come back for these shows, and on top of it, you have him going on about his about the the ooh, bad bad attachments. Piss evil, even though those were all the things that basically Luke did. Right. <laughs> his attachment to his friends and never, and then technically to his own father, trying to save him and all this. You're still gonna be. I mean, it's to be expected. I mean, I can only hope right. the paycheck was nice and fat, but well, yeah. At the same time, I yeah, Mark Hamill's become so. The, this but, is my my piece on it. Is like yeah. So to your point. He, he did exactly that. He was all up in a, you know, there was a big kerfuffle about it and everything. But then, but then he became complicit. So this is why I brought up the point. And everybody, you know, uh, everything's a conspiracy theory with you, you know, like whatever. No, but are they selling now? <laughs> like, why are they coming back? Like, why is he, why did Ewan McGregor came come back? Why did Hayden Hayden Christian that, come that's, back? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Why did Billy now- Billy D Williams come back? Like. That's why I brought the point. Like I asked you the question. I think I was episode I don't know fifteen or fourteen. Paycheck. I was like, yeah. Are they selling out? If anybody out of if there's anybody that that I think could could make a stink about this, you know, George himself, obviously, and then Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill's been one of the most involved and most vocal out of, out of all the characters. He was. Well, was yeah. No, touche. Well played. I think, was, the, I think right? the the mouse finally got him to shut up. How much did they pay? How much did he pay him? I can only hope it was a lot, you know, or like you, there's, <laughs> there's two arguments to this. Like one, like he was pissed off and he was being vocal and he just 
found out. Like, he just, you know, like, oh, well, you know, like, nothing's going to happen. They're going to do what they want. So, like, I'm just going to, you know, lay over and, and show my belly, right? Or they yeah. paid him off and he, and he was quiet. I, I mean, there, I guess there's a couple arguments you can make on it. I, I think, honestly, like, these guys are just selling out. And, and, that, and that hurts, right? It, I mean, unfortunately. I would have never the, thought these guys that were loyal to Lucas would well, would come out and, and sell out, you know? Like, if it was me, like, I, you could throw – there's not the, – there's no amount of money. Like, if I was – if I uh, come on. Lucas and I was the <laughs> – I'd Listen, you can make that, but, like, no. Like, if you're a true Star Wars fan, like, how would you – like, what – why would you sell out? If you're if you're no, true Star Wars I, fan and know, loyal it, to Lucas. Well, and it's, it's – it's, you know, it doesn't even have to be so much about loyalty, but also just having a, a degree of principles about, you know, wanting to stand okay. by what was established and what – So, yes, yeah, so, so, yeah, loyal, right. loyalty and stuff, you're right. But, yeah, just, you know, it, it goes into so many different – different aspects this is like you know where no there is any of that we can remove loyalty off the table and least stand on no, no no you're right i no said like i said you're right yeah and then yeah then it's that but, absolutely it's all the, the continuity but then but the line under, what what boggles my mind to your point when he made that tweet is like, like so basically he's passed he's given his blessing for this actor to what huh yeah, yeah. I, I digress. Anyways, I want. I was hoping we could say that for side piece, but like, I'm, it went down. We we went there, so no worries. <laughs> All right, let's continue this. Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained, like you trained his father. Okay, I think it, I, mean, I don't know if you've seen any of the memes been floating around. Oh, like, did he just say like, that? Yeah, he did. He, he just he went for the burn. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's. It, I mean, that's the one of the few things in line for Owen is, is just kind of you know giving shit to to, to Obi Wan because I mean he like like it's, it was established in even the Kenobi book and prior to that it was just called you know he. He didn't want Obi Wan anywhere near them. He wanted he just wanted him to keep away. So, but, it's, it's, that but was, I mean, I guess I, I guess I guess I guess at the same time, uh, uh, either Owen knows what what Anakin became as a Darth Vader, or it's just the fact of you know <laughs> Obi Wan shows up with his kid and is like, yeah. Here's the uh, here's Anakin's kid. I need you to raise him for me. Here's Anakin's kid. I need you to raise him. I can't tell you what happened to his dad, but you'll find <laughs> out here eventually soon enough. And I mean, it, it's kind of alluded that they have an idea from you know that's that was uh, what is it? Uh, in a uh, a New Hope, uh, Baru says you know he just has too much of his father in him, and. Uh, and uh, Owen's just like, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> Either he he knew, he knows, he knows what Anakin turned into, or is this like, yeah, he, he turned into a meat popsicle. So, yeah, don't want that to happen to him. Talk about burn though. Oof, like you're trained his father. I know. <laughs> oh. You still want Kenobi. 
Why? How did, who told you he was even still out there? Why would, I mean, I don't have know. You if seen that's, that, what? Have you seen that that gif where I forget the where the girl's from, but she got all the math. She's like got the, the confused look and all the math equations are in front of her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know the one. Yeah, that's that's me right now. Well, I don't I don't know if that if that's just out. like a sound bite from a later episode and they're just throwing it in there or if it's from an early I'm just like Could how, be. What? How <sighs> he's gone. Maybe you've been looking in the wrong places. Okay, we're in Las Vegas, I think. Yeah, that uh, this is the new, uh, more of the new, uh, uh, little, uh, ga- new, uh, I got it. It almost makes me think of a, of a rip off of Narshida just looking at it. <laughs> don't do How dare you? I don't, can't, don't, don't, don't I can't help it. It's not, I, I, I said a rip off, a rip off Narshida. I, I get it. That's Narshida is holds a very special place in my heart. Well, I'm just telling it like it is. I know. Look, like, this is like what? Like where are they? Like did they ever come out and say like where this takes place? No, they. I forgot the name of the planet, but it, like we went over it in one of the articles. It's some new gambling planet that they've created for the show. When it's like, but you already had <sighs> the one from last you from Last Jedi, and you. Already had had Narshadana within the, the, you know, in the lore. Why not just use that? Oh wait, you're too stupid. Gotcha. Too stupid. <sighs> okay, where did my mouse go? There it is. I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to squeeze him. You know, it's funny. People were so surprised seeing uh, seeing Obi Wan beat up these guys. But I'm like, wait, he beat up guys hand to hand combat in uh, the Last of the Jedi book because he was still trying to hide yeah. the fact that he was a Jedi. So I was like, yeah, not that surprising. Oh, you reference? <laughs> are you referencing Kenobi? Yeah. No, not yeah, Kenobi. Yeah. Well, Kenobi. Or yeah, in the Kenobi book. Kenobi book yeah. as well. He he did the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, can't just go whipping out your lightsaber wherever you want. Not anymore. So I guess I I had completely forgotten, but this is like the their whole base from um uh Jedi Fallen Order. Huh. Here. Yeah. This I played the, the game, last, but I, for, I guess I forgot. It's the last so it's, it's the last level of the game, basically. Uh. Where you get where you face off with the 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 Inquisitor that's been hounding you the whole time, and oh, and the it's very obvious—the very obvious thing of oh, it's the apprentice of the gal you're running with. Yeah, and then Vader shows up, and that was like the best part of the game is when you're running and hiding from Vader. <laughs> so this is the uh, they're underwater, like the base is underwater. It's underwater. Yeah, it base, goes underwater. Like it go, the the base yeah. goes underwater. Yeah. Yeah. So stupid. Oh, oh, our Vader what tease. Is this? Oh, my goodness. Yep. <laughs> what is, what is, 
what is I can't even use words right now. Look at it. Look, I didn't notice him. <laughs> that boy is that's a big wow. boy. This is this is the height of the empire, and we got a chonky boy. This guy is he's been he, he's been drinking too much Karelian ale. <laughs> he's definitely what? been uh, he's not <laughs> he's not up to does he even have a belt on? <laughs> Wow. See, this is what I, happens. I, this is what happens. I, I can't. I, I might even say it. Continue. How was he hired? <laughs> He's the body positivity hire. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't even notice that the first time around. Did you have you seen this before? Did you watch? I already watched. I already watched this trailer. Yeah. And you, how did you it. miss him? He takes a. I don't. I wasn't. I wasn't like pausing it and everything like we are right now, going through this stupid thing. Good I just watched. <laughs> that boy's not chasing uh, anybody down. No. No. He 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 uh he he definitely uh yeah, <laughs> he definitely stopped uh, working out once he hit officer of some kind. I don't know what what he is, he but night. <laughs> does he even have a belt on? Yeah, you, you can see it's kind of hard to see because of the lighting, but he, he's got one on. He's got one on. I didn't know. I didn't know the Imperials had spandex. <laughs> Uh, God, apparently, even by time uh, the the ten years prior to the rebellion, standards were lowering for the imperial officers. Yeah, I, he's the first guy I saw in the scene. <laughs> I just couldn't help but still see how goofy he looks. It's like, dude, really? Look at this guy. Like, <laughs> I know. I like it's it. Uh, I somehow I missed him the first time around. <laughs> Shame on you. I know. I know. Uh, okay. Is there more of this? How much? Yeah. Much more? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, I got it. There we go. So yeah, that that was Kenobi trailer number two. And I can hear your enthusiasm and excitement. <laughs> Are you still there? Did you drop? Well, it seems Jay Hitman had an unfortunate existential crisis and has left the chat completely at this time. Oh, there. Are you back? Hello? Hello? I can hear you. Oh, I can hear you. Or I could.
Hello? Well, while he's uh, trying to get back onto uh, onto that, um, another little uh, article that I was going to be bringing up here, and hopefully he'll be back on in any moment. So over here on uh, StarWars.com, we do have a neat little thing about for for Clones at 20, R.A. Salvatore on adapting Episode 2. The best-selling author of the original novelization looks back. So we get... um, uh, the, uh, let's see the middle the middle chapter of the prequel trilogy star wars attack of the clones arrived may 16th 2002 uh to celebrate the movie's 20th anniversary starwars.com present clones at 20 a special series of interviews editorials and more i wonder if they'll be uh also tackling uh clone wars the uh the animated show that they did which was much better than uh what came later Uh, R.A. Salvatore, who prefers to be called Bob, has been an established fantasy writer for over the three decades. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, known for his popular character, Driss Du Erden, in the Forgotten Realms series, among dozens of titles. Salvatore also wrote two Star Wars novels, including the adaptation of uh, Star Wars Attack of the Clones, which is very good. Uh, it definitely helps flush out a lot more for uh for just overall what's going on uh they added little details of kind of interactions with boba and Django, how he's kind of teaching the kid and passing on his own knowledge and just how he how it is he does see boba as a legitimate son instead of just some little little clone like he does with the uh the rest that have been taken of him and then also goes into pretty well the uh the relationship with um with Padme, Anakin, and then also just kind of fleshing out more for uh Padme's own background with her family, even her relationship with her sister, and just kind of her sister's own nudging too, which was I thought kind of funny of uh getting Padme to try and settle down, start a family, instead of always being running off into you know, all these political mishaps. Anyway. Uh, so which were uh, Attack of the Clones, which arrived along with the movie 20 years ago in the spring of 2002. He joined StarWars.com to look back on the experience and speaks in general about Star Wars series, uh, writing, and storytelling. Ah, and he had done Vector Prime. I did hear uh, he caught a lot of flack for uh, some of the events in Vector Prime. Uh, definitely one of the big, uh, big deaths in the book that kind of set the tone for everything going forward in that whole series. I'm just gonna quickly send a message to 
Hitman just to see what's going on on his end. Anyway, so StarWars.com to uh, cover some more, uh, some of your background before working on the novelization. You'd written the Star Wars Legends novel, The New Jedi Order, Vector Prime, which kicked off that series in 1999. How did you come to write for Star Wars and what attracted you to the realm? Uh, so Ari, uh, so Salvatore responds, I was a big fan of the, of the movies. I was 17 or 18 when the first one came out. We arrived late at the theater and had to sit in the first row, which was awesome for that movie. And the star uh, and the star destroyer went overhead as they became a writer. I had to, I had no expectations to do a star Wars book, but I'd signed with Del Rey to publish my hello. Welcome back. Technical difficulties. I am back. I, a meteor. It's the craziest thing. We were talking about Obi Wan, and I think I saw the Night Sister, or whatever the not not Night Sister. It's the Quizzers fly <laughs> over and uh, crash somewhere. So hopefully we don't have to watch it. <laughs> I, I heard Del Rey. What are you talking about, Del Rey? Uh, I w- so I was while you what were uh, having technical difficulties. I was just trying to fill airtime. And this is something I was going to be bringing up anyways. Yes. Uh, this is um, an article on StarWars.com, uh, kind of a 20-year anniversary for uh, adapting Episode 2 with R.A. Salvatore, the writer. Yes. And I was just kind of going, and so I was just getting it, and he would also, of course, was the writer for Vector Prime, the first book in the new Jedi yes. Order series, which, like I was explaining, was just, you know, that he got a lot of flack for this book. Because of he got he got a um he's had a rough go at it like that's like, what I've uh, heard that's what I've heard you know don't don't ever don't ever kill don't ever what do you uh um kill kill drop a, a planet on two yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean like it was unconfirmed death set, threats I, I yeah yeah suppose supposedly. And you know, it certainly those set the tone for what was going forward that new book series. So, I mean, hey, go 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 in ballsy, right? <laughs> Have we decided if we're going to do? Are we going to review these? Those twenty nineteen could have been twenty four books. I, I think don't Open Airlock was it. talking about. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe? I, don't know. I found two, so I only need another what seventeen more. <laughs> Something like that. Um, yeah. anyway, so yeah, I was just getting into the start of this, um, cause they do a little, they're doing a little Q and a with him, And so, uh, he's yeah. kind of going over his history and saying how, yeah, he never had expectations to do a star Wars book and he signed with Del Rey to publish, uh, my demon wars novels. And I think they might've lost another writer early in the process of work on the new Jedi order. And they asked me to kick it off. Uh, I hadn't really followed the books up to that point. Star Wars author Mike Stackpole was a good friend of mine and helped helped me find my way. Uh, we were on a short timeline, and it wasn't until after I turned in the first outline that they told me that I would have to kill Chewbacca in the story. Ooh, they told him to. Interesting. Wow. I thought he. I thought that was his decision. No, apparently it was. Uh, the heads over there at a either yeah Luke over at a 
Lucasfilm, Lucas, whatever's cover, or Delray, I don't know. Whoever had the orders that said, yeah, we're going to be killing characters. Chewbacca is going to be one of them, and you get to be the author. <laughs> Good. No, it sounds like a... Ooh, sounds like... I wonder if it was Delray. I highly doubt it would be Lucas. No, it ha- no, it would have to be coming down from Lucas. He's the one that usually you had think? to prove outlines and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, hold because he was the one that he he was also the one that made the made the point that you that they couldn't kill. They wanted to, they wanted to kill. They had the outline to Lucas that they wanted to kill Luke Skywalker and have um, Anakin Solo take his place effectively. But because of the fact of them running, uh, George was working on the prequels at the time. He didn't find that he found it might be too confusing for people. For there being two Anakin's running around in the Star Wars universe at that time, so so that I was then, I watched they they had to change it and it, there was an absolute no kill on Luke whatsoever, but then it was called okay well well then he he I think I believe it was Lucas I said you'd kill Anakin so yeah so yeah I mean this he he approved of he had to approve or disapprove of any of these. Uh, little outlines and stuff so that's just crazy because these books were written back in what 90 they come out in 99 i think so is that 99 so obviously well before the mouse got involved that's just crazy oh yeah come down from lucas i would never have thought that and i was watching so open airlock had that uh the eu university i was watching and i only got about halfway through it but i don't know if he talked about this specifically this issue within the books about the planet being dropped on Chewy, but uh, that'd be crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know Lucas. Uh, uh, I yeah, they they were kind of going over that first book a bit. So interesting. Yep. Uh, so going on, uh, StarWars.com then asked, uh, and that or didn't ask, but pointed out, and that was a powerful moment for, for fans. Salvatore, uh, yes, it yes it was. That's how I got involved in Star Wars. Um. And uh, StarWars.com, and in the wake of Vector Prime's release, you would have been asked to do the novelization for Episode 2. Salvatore, yes. They asked me, and my first response was actually no. There had been controversy with Vector Prime and Chewbacca. Shortly after that, my brother passed away. It was a very rough time. I do want to say that the Star Wars fans were great, and even, even the ones who weren't happy about Chewbacca, I understood why. See, this is the thing. There are people, while there's drama, yes, they knew. Fans just get very passionate. You know, they get a little crazy. Right. You know, that's just the whole thing of fandom, right? Right. You get into it, you're really invested and really involved. And yeah, you don't want to see certain characters die, but unfortunately, that does tend to be the little. That's going to happen. Not chewy. Though. You can't. You, ah, well, you know, you get. You got to at least prove at some point your main. There isn't always plot armor on your characters. They have to be put in danger, and you have to have some of them put in major danger in order to make the threats real. You can't just have it be very loosey goosey, so so to speak. You know. Yeah. Unless uh, you're the man. Unless you're Mando. <laughs> then you have all the plot armor, and then some. <laughs> Legit, <laughs> he wears his plot armor. Um, he says so. Uh, so I took a pass on episode two, but then my friend Terry Brooks called me. 
and he'd written the novelization of The Phantom Menace. He said, are you crazy? You, you get to work with George Lucas. He, uh, he helped me get out of my dark place and told me that this was something I wanted to do. Uh, StarWars.com then asks, as far as working with George Lucas, what did the process entail? Salvatore. Uh, most of my work was with uh, Sue Rostani, Lucy Atre Wilson, and Howard Rothman on the Lucasfilm team. It was Election Day 2000 when I went up to Skywalker Ranch for the first time. They gave me the script of the movie, and I went back to the hotel. That night I was reading, and every time I, I looked up at the TV screen, we had a different president as it went back and forth. It was a surreal night. Next day, I was scheduled for a 45-minute interview with George. We met in his office, and right at the 45-minute mark, his assistant came in and said someone was on the phone. But he waved them away, and three hours later, we were still talking. He took me downstairs to look at a few scenes in progress. Now, this is, again, some of the this is from, from the words of this author himself. He spent time, all this time, with George Lucas going over all the details that was going to be for the movie translated into the book. Right. Oh, so yes. You know, again, it's like, if you need more evidence, here it is of Lucas being involved with the extra content that was going on for the Star Wars universe. It wasn't just handed off to, you know, just, just a handoff and going, okay, make it. it right. No, he was there. He was in the process. He okayed. He he said no to things. How how it worked out, man. Um. Okay. Uh. Where was I? Okay. So then, uh, StarWars.com. Uh, by that point, principal photography had been completed, and they were beginning to edit the movie. Excuse me, uh, Salvatore. Uh, George was gracious, warm, and inviting. I wasn't afraid to question things in the script. We went back and forth, and it was a superb creative creative session. George was very passionate about the story, as you would expect. I kept thinking that Terry was right. I'll never forget the experience. I was able to go back a handful of times throughout the process. During that tour for the book, my wife Diane and I went back to the ranch another time. Uh, we were eating lunch, and George saw us, and he came over and talked to us. Uh, StarWars.com. So he was a good collaborator in that sense and open to your ideas? Salvatore. Absolutely. I had to be true to the script, of course, but George cha uh, chases the creative impulse when he's working in the moment. StarWars.com. Uh, there's a quote from you at, at the time where you describe yourself as an action writer with a visual style. Do you think that's what helped lend your skills to something like Star Wars? Salvatore. I think I think Star Wars uh, Star Wars had a huge effect on me in that way. One of the reasons I'm a visual writer is because I grew up watching TV and movies. When Herman Melville wrote about a whale or, or about a whale, or J.R.R. Tolkien wrote about a dragon, they had to describe it in great detail. That's that's changed. If I say dragon, the reader sees it, and my job is to tell you what the what the characters think when they see it. That lets the reader know how bad this one happens to be. Or I find ways to de delineate the dragon from their, their normal perception as opposed to describing every part of a, uh, every part of a whale. I started writing professionally in the, in the 1980s 
And in a way, we were the first generation of writers to grow up with TV. With that in mind, my style probably lent itself to Star Wars because Star Wars influenced my style. Uh, StarWars.com. You mentioned that you reviewed cuts of the movie with George Lucas. Would you also have been shown concept art and other materials? I assume that was important in order to describe things visually. Salvatore. Yes, especially in the case of Amidala's wardrobe. There were some amazing pieces. StarWars.com. To come to some specific moments in the book, the story opens up with one of Anakin Skywalker's nightmares. He sees his mother, who shatters to pieces like glass. Considering these moments when you expand on something in the movie, how much is coming from your conversations with Mr. Lucas and and how much came out of your own invention? Salvatore. The parts of the book that were not in the script were mostly the parts about Shmi and the Tuscans. Initially, I interwove everything with the main story, but then I learned that the actual events of the movie take place over just a few days rather than months. So it had to be condensed. Uh, condensed at the front. I had I had freedom with that material and could tell the story how Klieg Lars lost his leg, for example. Uh, and later in the Tuscan village, I explored the moment when Anakin briefly goes to the dark side. I didn't play with too much else and follow the script. That's where I wish they, they had some more of the uh, extra new music from like Revenge of the Sith because I think that would have enhanced that part of the uh, audiobook. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, StarWars.com. You'd been a fan since 1977. Was it fun to explore familiar characters like Owen and Baru? Uh, Salvatore. Absolutely. That was true with Django Fett as well. The movies were my chief reference for everything. Going back to Vector Prime and my first experience with Star Wars. The first time I wrote dialogue for Princess Leia, my hands were shaking. So doing characters like Brew, Owen, and Shmi was special. I was doing things in the lore that I wasn't being directed to do. That was pretty cool. Uh, StarWars.com. You mentioned Anakin slip into the dark side when he massacres the village. The book stays with that scene as it takes place. There's a powerful moment where you describe a small voice within Anakin mind, Anakin's mind that's telling him not to do it. But then this much more powerful sense in his mind feels invigorated. Is that, ima- is that, what, is that you imagining what the dark side is? Salvatore, that was me. And I've explored that with my uh, dark elf character, Driss, in my other books. He leaves his home and goes off to the Underdark, uh, this place where everything wants to kill you. He develops an alter ego where he loses himself in the in this feral, instinctual fighting mode. Uh, that also comes from my own experience working as a bouncer at bars. All right, uh, you had to tr- you had to try to be reasonable with people, but there uh, came a moment when you had to just react. Un- unfortunately, you had to uh, shut your emotions down and just go. I learned that there were people who were good fighters who couldn't do the job. They'd freeze in the moment when you had to act. Others could perform as necessary. I've explored that theme several times, and it fits with the light dark side concept. It was new to me in the uh, context of the Force, but it's a very human emotion. With Anakin, it went deeper. There was more to it than just uh, practicality in that scene. Yeah, nothing like Anakin going ape shit. (laughs) 
StarWars.com. It's interesting to think that Anakin and Dritz overlap, overlap in a way. Uh, Salvatore, when you're a writer, you're going to have uh, rhymes in that in the heroes, villains across your work. It's uh, about a common human experience. I don't think that I don't think you need the Force to explain what Anakin was going through in that moment. Was it any different from uh, Ralphie in a Christmas story when he beats up the bully? So then back to StarWars.com. The language you employ isn't laced with light side, dark side. You just describe his feelings. It doesn't need it doesn't need the mystical context in that moment. Salvatore. It's human. Frodo putting on the ring in Lord of the Rings is human. Straight to the point. <laughs> StarWars.com. Uh, you also expand on the character of Padme. There's more development about her family background and her conflicting emotions about her personal desires versus her commitment to her career. Do you see Padme as a tragic character in that sense, that ultimately she is unable to achieve a balance in this way? Uh, Salvatore, absolutely. I think if you look at some of the early scenes in the movie when she's with Anakin, she is almost childlike and free. We see this conflict all the time, even with the royal uh, with royals in the in the world today. There's this conflict when the office becomes more important than the life. Padme is a good person who knows she can make a difference, but it's at a at the expense of doing a lot of the things she wants to do. She has to put those things aside, be selfless. That includes being selfless with her own emotions, and that's hard. Do you ever go through this uh, this book? The um, Vector Prime. No, uh, the the uh, episode two book. No, so uh, no, it's on my list. So I need episode one, which was done by Terry Brooks. Yeah, and then he did the Salvatore did the second one. So no, right. I, they actually have. I actually found a unabridged version. So it's going to be on yeah. my my next list of books to okay. to read. Did you? Uh, I hear the. I've heard good things though. Um, oh no! It, it, that's what I. That's what I really did like about it was the extra. Um, I mean, I guess you could kind of say padding out, but it was just some more background on on a lot of the characters that you didn't get out of the movie. Right. Yeah, you know, fleshing out more of the little bit of relationship between Anakin and Padme, and just Padme herself, like they're going over here in the. Well, and that's like what I wish. And like I said, I, I guess I can't make the comics. I didn't read the book, but like in the movie, like it, I think it would have been better if we had a little bit more context between ah, a little bit, like yeah. the relationship piece at least. But yeah, did you do um, the abridged version or did you? No, do unabridged? I unabridged, of course. Okay. Well, I didn't know because when I like it was like a year or so ago when I was looking looking for it, I, I saw the the I saw the abridged version. Um, and I recently found out that there's an unabridged version, so I'll be getting the unabridged version. <laughs> All right. Uh, StarWars.com, as, as strong as she is, and she may be one of the strongest characters in the whole story, okay. uh, yeah. the times are too strenuous even for her. Uh, Salvatore, it's fascinating to keep learning about the attainment of power. There are some who come to power for selfish reasons, like the Emperor in Star Wars. There are others who are born into power and have the struggle with it. You see it in all levels of life. In a in a Star Wars in a story like Star Wars, the main characters are going to ha- attain huge responsibilities by nature of the genre. 
that's a struggle they all have to deal with and figure figure out. It's like the struggle of being a parent, too. Uh, StarWars.com. Considering Anakin and Padme together, I had a question about their impromptu kiss at the lakeside on Naboo. Again, you bring in a new element where, pa- uh, where Padme is discussing an old man character who lives on the island on the lake and creates these beautiful glass fixtures. She talks about how the glass mesmerized her, adding an interesting dynamic to the scene. Where did that originate? This is a good, this is an interesting question. Yeah, well, uh, Salvatore, uh, you know it probably came from from Judine Brooks, the wife of Terry Brooks. Right around the time they were redecorating their home in Judine, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, showed us the work of this wonderful glass artist. Frankly, those little details make their way into scenes because that's the way writers do it. You know what I mean? Uh, copy editors always hate me because I try to communicate the way people talk and think in my work, and that doesn't always fit with style guides and rules about grammar. There are tools, not rules, and I use them the way I see fit to convey uh, the emotions I want to convey. I might place a comma because I want there to be a pause when someone is speaking. Uh, this doesn't just apply to the way I structure sen- a sentence, but also in how people relate unrelated things to to each other and find meaning for what they're going through at that moment. That's the way people are. The glass that Padme talked about was beautiful and intricate, so complex, so complex in its beauty that she couldn't really understand it. It kind of tells you how she felt about the kiss. Mm. Oh, pissed okay. off Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, StarWars.com. Of course, you've been a fantasy writer for many years, and George Lucas has sometimes described Star Wars as space fantasy rather than science fiction. I was curious to hear your take on that. Salvatore. Uh, if I had to characterize it, I would also call it a, call it a fantasy. I don't want things to be explained to me about the Force. That's where the magic comes from. Uh, focusing on the characters is another element it shares with fantasy, which primarily deals with the hero's journey. <clears throat> but I don't like to characterize or pigeon pigeonhole things. It doesn't matter what it is. The story is either good or bad. Star Wars is not even my favorite George Lucas movie. My favorite is American Graffiti. We all all bring intellectual reasons about why why we like something, uh, and that usually has to do with our own sense of self. But the bottom line is that I might not like a book or movie, but to someone else, I, it might be the greatest thing they've excuse me they've ever experienced. It will have meaning to them. Because the reader or viewer brings a ton of a ton to the process. Uh, Star Wars.com. Art is subjective. It was. <laughs> Salvatore. Yes, yes, and you can't really desubjectify something. The Hobbit is my favorite book because it changed my life. It opened up my imagination, and for me, it will never be equal. That doesn't mean I can't enjoy something else like James Joyce. I think. The Dead is one of the greatest novellas ever written. I read the final pages aloud once to a high school class, and the students were bored with it. Uh, to me, it was something of the greatest writing in literature, but it didn't work for them. They are they are their own individuals, so I'm not I'm not a big fan of pigeonholing. But Star Wars reads more like the fantasy novels I've read than any science fiction ones. 
And that was their interview. It's very interesting to hear like where he comes from and, and whatnot. Especially. Yeah, and to kind of hear the process that he went into for uh, for setting up the book and then also just what he's done for his own books. Right. But well, I'll admit, I, I haven't read any of his other books other than what he did for uh, the, the Clone Wars adaptation or yeah. the Attack of the Clones. Well, this I just feel, I don't know, I just, and it's an argument that we've, well, I guess a point that we've brought up in the past, but it's like, so like Disney could have done so much more with Star Wars. They could have done so right. much if they, I mean, I, I tweeted this out a couple weeks ago. It's like they literally had all, they had everything they needed and it was given to them on a silver platter and they yeah. were just, just refused to, I mean, just, just think for a minute. If they if they had taken just a few ideas or just a few things from from Legends, right? Like what right. could it have been, and what you know what I mean? And well, just, like, like everyone, every like a lot of people that I see, uh, their big idea was you know adapting the Thrawn trilogy as the new trilogy of movies. Because then you also had, yeah, you still had some of the force and stuff like that, but it was a, an enemy that wasn't a Sith. Right. You have the Sith involved. You had, yeah, uh, you had the crazed ex Jedi Seo Borath or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jorath. Yeah, Jorath. I forget. Yeah. Um, you had him, but I mean, he was just kind of a mad, crazed clone Jedi. And that yeah. was kind of the, kind of then. It was it was also elaborating on you know the whole who they cloned and what was the purpose for certain things. So no, that I mean that it that they had the templates all there. That's what I keep saying with the with this whole Kenobi series, Obi Wan Kenobi <sighs> show. They had the Kenobi book. They had the template, the blueprints, all right there for them. They could have just, and especially doing I, it as a TV show, they could have done the whole book practically. Uh, they could have maybe found a smart way to do the uh, kind of inner dialogue that Obi-Wan has and right. help flesh all that stuff out too. But they, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, I keep commenting when people bring this stuff up of the of stuff that they keep noticing of how Disney takes uh, certain expanded universe concepts characters or ideas or whatever especially like how there's been buzz about the potential of kyle katarn being introduced it's like they 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 wanted to they wanted it they acted so high on themselves right yeah they thought they had they had the answers they could make their trilogy they could make their movies and they'd keep raking it in and raking for the most part they hit they've still made good chunks of money except for solo um but uh, but it's funny they they got rid of legends or they got rid of the EU they called it legends and kicked it out basically of the the Star Wars universe to make way for theirs their their story and continuity because they felt it was too hard to keep up with yet all these book writers seemed to grasp it no problem they just, they did just fine with it yeah um but no it's it's just funny because then when their own ideas and their own quote unquote original stuff doesn't, doesn't fly like they hope it does. They just, they go looting into the EU. And then on top of it, 
they don't even really they don't even give credit they, they they act like it's brand new it's their new idea and it's like the rest of us are looking at it and going wait whoa 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 that was from the original that was from the original eu what are you people doing right you know but then we're we're suddenly the assholes because we're pointing this stuff out but it's like but that's yeah. what they're doing we're we're the bigots we're the you know the, yeah, whatever. the whatevers you know all because we're like that what do you it's like so you got we wanted we wanted the expanded universe content to be adapted that was the thing everyone was hoping for for to see you know see thrawn on the big screen see uh the potential of like the new jedi order stuff the the yuzhan vong you know that would have been another place especially for being older characters hamill being older and stuff that would have been a perfect probably timeline to start for some movies and some uh, some of the content it would have been called okay you can read the books for fuller detail we're gonna adapt them yes we're gonna yeah. condense things but if you want then the full story hey guess what here's the whole line of yeah. books you can go and read well so, and, and even from a financial standpoint that would that would be like how to market it you oh, know yeah. adapt it and then, and then you can say, okay, so here's an adapta- adaptation, and here are now the books, right? You know, and, and so it, oh, I, I hope they don't do Thrawn. I hope they don't do uh, the New Jedi Order. I hope they don't do Fate of the Jedi. Like, I want them. Like, no, no, like, they're you, see, see, this is the thing. They're not, but they are. They're gonna basically do their kind of own versions. It's not gonna be an adaptation. It's just gonna be you'll. It, is very loosely adapted, I guess I should say, because it's going to be using their own characters basically then to prop up their, is going to be using it as a vehicle to prop up their own characters on top right. of what we've already been seeing. You know, look at how uh, Din Djarin has been basically the, the Boba Fett replacement. Very, that's how they've been, yeah, how very they've been building him up. That's how his poor generally look better than. Boba Fett in his own show. I mean, look at it. The see, the book of Boba Fett, the two episodes everybody was clamoring about were the episodes centered around Mandalorian. I almost wonder if, you know, I had a, just a thought on this. I wonder if this was all intentional. If they did the book of Boba the way that they did it to replace Boba with Din Djarin. I mean... Deconstruct Boba, Hatter with, uh, um, or they're just idiots and they don't know how to produce anything. Well, you know, you know where could I'm be a bit of both. That. But, but I mean, even um, Fennec Shan, she's <laughs> she was kicking more ass than he was. Basically. Well, I know, but that that, that begs the point. I mean, they like, gave him, yeah, they gave Boba for the big moment of like riding on the Rancor and shit like that, oh, killing let's... and quote unquote killing Cad Bane. We'll see how that actually panned out, but you know, yeah. it, it was just called you know too little, too late. You already made him into a big goof, right? And you already well, let's not forget the uh, knockout brawl that he had with Chrysanthemum or Saint. Uh, what they call him, Chrysanthemum? Uh, oh, the big Santos, rookie, yeah. Santos, Santos, whatever they called him. It was Chrysanthemum, but then he like nicknamed him. But no, like totally like butchered that character you know butchered the character and deconstructed but then you have everybody and their grandmother that loves mando who yeah. can take a pelting from a vast array of, of weapons and not ever get killed 
Well, and then it was funny, you know, like uh, like you, you found that uh, that tweet out there, and I'm going to bring it up right now. Oh, yes. You know, <laughs> like you said, I'm still waiting for the Disney uh, Book of Boba Fett fans to defend this scene. Oh. can't wait to hear their case. And it's the uh, Sarlacc was able to pull down a spaceship, but not Lando Calrissian, making Lando by far the strongest living being in Star Wars canon. And <laughs> I think... You know, yeah. <laughs> I love this tweet. And I gave an open, just side note, I gave an open invitation to any Disney fan out there to defend it and not a single comment. Either I'm not popular enough to where they see it or they just don't want to fight me on it. But I, I hey, please. They, like, you know, they'll, they'll pick and choose the battles, yeah. And I specifically tagged you in it, Raging yep. Rhino, Script Trooper, OG, I, all of all the people that I follow, just in case one brave child of a mouse wanted to comment on it. Not a single one. No, it was uh, pretty quiet on that home front. <laughs> no, but that's, yeah, but that's an example, like just the just the ridiculousness, like you know, and uh, that's probably one of my favorite memes of the week, if not the month. It's right up there. It's right up there, man. Let's pull down slave between that yeah, between that and the between that and the uh, Owen uh, Owen Lars roasting. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> like you trained his father. Like okay, guy, let's talk about that. <laughs> Tell you about hey, a guy named Sheep. Hey, hey. I, was, yeah, I was about to say, hey, hey, there 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 was a side dude. Okay, yeah, he, he was he was not he, he was not playing fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh jeez. Well, there's another article I wanted to go over. Let's see here. Did you have another one you wanted to go over? Because I know uh, that was that was kind of the one that I was looking at. I was like, yeah, that's something I want to bring up. Should we do? I was uh, like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize it hit a 20 year marker. I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't realize that either. Uh, oh, I want to do this. Let me. Oh, here we go. I want to get your thoughts on this. I'm going to drop it in the private chat real quick. All righty. Uh, What's your thoughts on this one? Because I saw this and thought it'd be an interesting. Uh, article to go over wow we didn't even hit the hour 20 minute and he got dropped out of the call um so i'll be bringing up that thing that he just shared now and get ready for when he comes back now i didn't know this was a article because I didn't see anything but welcome back hello yeah so I saw this and thought it'd be interesting to go over Aldrin Alden Ehrenreich was an awesome awesome Han Solo and he was great because he made the role his own he didn't try to be Harrison Ford, and it was for the better. Oh, for the love. This is like the most common thing ever. 
I knew I I know your love of, of solo, so I wanted to uh, bring this. Well, up. no, it's like every time they there's a divergent, they always end like uh the their so their their headline up, and it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I just love the uh, the hashtag make solo to happen. But solo lost money, <laughs> uh, and a lot of money at that, if I'm not mistaken. So what? What? You, what I didn't even. That, but the pro, you're trying to make a you're trying to make a movie surrounded by a very iconic character, and then you have you have an actor that no, you do have to at least try to be not Harrison Ford, but Han Solo. You have to be that character, and I did not get that from this guy. He came no. off to me as being kind of bland and meh. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, I was more as, uh, and I didn't like the cat. I didn't, I didn't think the cat. I mean, I think the, I think the only thing that sometimes worked was the guy that was casted for Lando. Cause he was he trying was? to, imp- he was trying to impersonate him. Yeah. Cause he kind of was trying to put on the voice and all that. So he, yeah, he was the only one to me that kind of worked, but then the whole him wanting to, Bang his robot and stuff just got weird. Uh, uh, yeah, so, you know. Um, no, uh, I always for the better. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, no, I mean, if they want to do it, fine. But personally, I I don't want to. I don't think it's gonna. So personally. When I watched this movie, the only thing I remember from this movie was basically Maul at the end. Um, right. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it's kind of like the, like the Darth Vader scene at Rogue One. That's what everybody remembers. Most. For sure. You don't really um, remember much of the rest of the movie. Mainly. Except for the shills that try and go, no, the movie's actually really great. Yeah. It's like, no, you only remember the freaking Darth Vader scene like the rest of us. That's the yeah. only thing that stuck out. Mainly because this movie was just so, um, again, just my opinion, just so it's terrible. What, what was funny, too, was like I almost saw lingering hints that they that they had potentially gone through the Han Solo trilogy books, but they just completely lost the script and did not, and then just kind of just stopped following it whatsoever. Thought, and then it was stupid did. how they gave him his name. It was like, but he, they, Oh, they they established that pretty well in the books. Why he had that name? It's right. a family name. Yeah. It, he. Uh, so, do you think they'll make a? Do you think they'll make a second one? Uh I don't put anything beyond them. Well, you no. Know? Uh, uh, but the thing is, is uh, it again? It, they'll they'll follow the money where they can. Yeah. And, since Solo didn't quite bring it, they they probably look at it like, eh, maybe not. So, yeah, I can't give a for sure yes or no, just because it's just always so up in the air with these people. They'll they'll start one project, but then you know immediately end one, and then pull pull push one forward that you're like, why the hell did you make this? It sounded like you had some better ideas in the wing. Where was that? How much money did they did Solo lose? 
Because I know it didn't I make don't know anything. the exact. I don't numbers. think. I don't think it made anything. I'm pretty sure. I know. It, I know it got money, but it, I don't think they made their their money back. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. I'm just hoping that you never make me rewatch it. I don't even want to. I, 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 you know, the funny thing was, is I didn't find it as like horribly offensive as I did like with some of the, the, the sequel. Really, movies. even because really, because you read the books, you read the Han. The, the I didn't read them. I listened to the abridged audio books. You were, and you they were good. Offended? They were good. They were well, good. You know, the, the yeah, audio books were good. But then, so listening to the books and then watching this movie, you weren't offended in the slightest. I think because that point, I just. Like I said, I noticed things, but it didn't. Re- I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna go through the motions and see it. How cool? I mean, did it? Did it even like come close to? It wasn't. It wasn't books? like. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know. It wasn't like how we just get, uh, Luke overexerting himself for whatever stupid reason, and he just dies and, and stuff like that. It wasn't. It wasn't Last Jedi stuff. Yeah, where you just like. What the freak were you thinking with this? And you had the stupid dialogue between what was it? Uh, in the Last Jedi, it's like between Poe and Rose or whatever. No, not Ro- no. It was Poe and like the the Imperial officer. The, oh you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and like it was like in the beginning. Of, I forget the guy's name. Um, yeah. but it wasn't important. No, not particularly. But that it was, it was like that. I hate to again I always hate to use some of this terminology, but it's like it was just so freaking cringeworthy. It was not fun at all. And then just the stupidity of like, you know, you have your top officer, pilot guy that you know you're relying on upon to do certain missions, and you aren't letting him in on the big plan. And right. You have uh, the worst freaking <laughs> rebel leader. Do the whole hyper space whatever uh, uh, kamikaze attack? Uh, what was it? <laughs> it was they so, they they named it the maneuver after her. What was it? I don't. The Hodo? No. Yes, the Hodo Holdo, remover. I don't. Know, I don't. Holdo remover. All I know is she was freaking horrible. But the solo movie, like it was, it was just kind of like a flat, a flash in the pan. Because I was just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it just, I didn't, just, it, it. just, it just didn't have like, I don't know. It just, it just, it, it just wasn't that. Like I said, it just wasn't that. A, that I get, like I said, offensive to me or anything. It didn't really. Uh, it was just kind of, I think it was just what I was expecting them to do, which was this yeah. low effort uh, story content when I'm like, dude, you could have gone off of those books and it would have been a thousand times because better. Because he's such a, you know, Han Solo is such an iconic ca- character. So, like, knowing that, in my mind, I, you would think that you would try to put some actual effort into making a movie about Han Solo and not what you produce. But again, just my opinion. I'm not Yeah, and though. I don't know if they were planning a solo trilogy, but uh it's like at least in like those books, you know, it got it set up to then why he wanted nothing to do with rebellions, why he wanted nothing to do 
with fighting the empire and stuff like that. He just wanted to do his smuggling business and yeah. you know, be completely on his own. And, you know, it took, it, it was a great journey that he went on to get him to that point. And I really, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. So it, they did none of that in the movie though. No, not, not that I remember, but then the, the movie is pretty freaking forgettable in my book. Except I remember bits and pieces. Well, and his lightsaber and his legs that he got yeah. from Filoni. I mean, the Night Sisters. Yeah, basically. That's running the crime syndicate apparently now. After he spent time in a dumpster on <laughs> Naboo. Uh, should we do that yeah. one? The last one that I just put in the private chat, and then we'll get to Mando. Uh, the one that you put in the uh, Discord chat? Yeah. Uh, well, I think I just put it in the private chat here. I haven't seen it pop up yet. I still see the uh, Twitter one you just sent. Oh, I should. It would help. Oh, if I there just it is. Put sent. That would help. Yeah. Yeah, this one. Uh-huh. Uh, so this one's definitely pretty heavy, uh, especially well, when you start. Start looking at it in the uh, in the whole political sphere. Maybe good I, to cover. No, no, I'm 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 totally for it. I'm just gonna, you know, this is kind of where I where I've always where I've been with some of this stuff. And I, I'm I, as we've been like I said as I've as we've been doing this, it gets easier and easier talking. Yeah. But there are always some, certain topics that I I'm trying to you know kind of uh work myself up to at times and oh for sure i get more at ease because you know to me when it comes to stuff like this it was i grew up with the whole idea of there was always kind of certain topics you didn't bring up amongst friends family or when you're among co-workers you kept it generally light and fun talking yeah, the politics or stuff Star Wars. it was it was always it was always the thing of you know you kept politics and religion out of the conversation and star you Wars. know <laughs> star trek no, you could talk about that stuff. That yeah. stuff is fun. Star Trek, Star Wars, that's the fun stuff you could talk about. But then as I, uh, you know, and I've learned, it's that was kind of the weapon that was used to keep people from speaking on these certain topics. Your family's probably a lot uh, a lot more culture than mine because the cops always showed up Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner when somebody brought up Star Trek and Star Wars. No, you know, not a not a lot of my family were but were really into this stuff like uh, yeah. my brother and I were. Yeah. So it it was no Star Wars, Star Trek didn't always didn't really come up. Well, Uncle um, Mike said Star Trek was better than Star Trek, and I decked him in the mouth <laughs> when I was ten years old. That was my first charge. I believe it. I didn't get charged, but the cops like, "Hey, you can't do that just because somebody doesn't like Star Wars." I was like, "Don't tell me what to do." Yep. Uh, so, from oh. bounding in the comics, John F. Trent writes, "Journalist who exposed Disney's twisted agenda launches quote a drop Disney campaign to target company stock price could already be working." And there has been uh, a lot of people talking about this subject, and I would just point you at them. Just yeah. Like, you know, RK Outpost, go to him. He's been talking about it a lot. Uh, about Disney getting getting effed in the A for sure. <laughs> with the, uh, I didn't, I with don't some know of these stock drops and stuff. It. Yeah. Yeah. Open Airlocks talked about it. 
Um, so journalist Christopher R. Rufo, I hope that's right, uh, announced he's launching a campaign called Drop Disney that will target the Walt Disney Company stock price. Uh, Rufo announced the campaign on Twitter, writing, Disney wants to impose critical race theory and gender ideology on American families. We're organizing a, a campaign to fight back. Hashtag drop Disney. Well, it's about time. Uh, he went on to explain the, the campaign where, quote, we're launching a paid digital ad campaign targeting conservative Disney Plus subscribers with the goal of persuading them to cancel the service. Uh, I've never had it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a hot, it's a high leverage strategy. Even small slow down, uh, uh, even small slowdown in the rate of subscriber growth can have a major impact on the stock price. He details. Uh, he continued his thread, quote, the company is already in turmoil. The stock price has plummeted since the scandal. Rumors are flying that the CEO is in jeopardy and executives across the country are scared to become the next Walt Disney company. Uh, we're going to press the advantage, he declared. Uh, he concluded the thread writing, conservatives need to develop a strategy for containing woke corporations. We have to apply countervailing uh, pressure and make executives understand that there's a price for pushing critical race theory and gender ideology onto employees and customers. Uh, on the actual website, it encourages individuals to sign a pledge indicating they will be dropping Disney, and there are even guides to instruct individuals to cancel their Disney Plus subscriptions. It's, it also provides a more in-depth explanation on why you should be dropping Disney and canceling your subscriptions, explaining that Disney uh, hate you for protecting your children's innocence. They hate you for not handling or handing your kids over to over for indoctrination. They hate you for not traumatizing them with fake ideologies about race and gender. Uh, from, uh, from there, the site shows Rupo's work on exposing Disney's reimagined tomorrow campaign as a front for indoctrinating not only Disney employees, but their targeted audiences with racist rhetoric. It also exposes Rufo's uh, more recent work that uh, that exposed the company of having, quote, a not-so-secret gay agenda and actively using the company's benefit packages to pay for employees to physically maim themselves through, quote, transition operations. These, quote, benefits also extended to employees' children. Face mm. the wall. Um meaning Disney is paying to have young children mutilated in the name of gender ideology. Uh, so his, they have his tweet here. New, Disney has adopted benefits program to assist employees and their minor children with gender affirmation procedures. This type of treatment typically includes puberty blockers, breast removal, and genital surgeries for kids who are transitioning. Jesus freaking Christ. Uh, more recently, Rufo claims the company is also using their benefits package to murder children through the abomination of abortion. 
Uh, he wrote on Twitter, Disney, the world's largest children's entertainment company, has adopted a benefits program that will subsidize out-of-state abortions for employees and support sex change operations for their minor children. We live in a sick, sick world. Yeah. Uh, Rufo believes this tactic is exposing Disney's not-so-secret gay agenda and their mutilation practices as part of their opposition to Florida's parental rights and education bill, which if anybody wants to really to get some of the, some of that a good overview of that whole thing, go over to the YouTube channel, uh, Rikeda law. He has a, a, a video that goes over this whole, that goes over this bill and he's a lawyer himself. He explains it very, you know, thoroughly, and in his own in, in, in his own way. So I would say go over to his channel if you haven't and find out some of the you know meat and potatoes of the of that whole thing because he goes over it. Because he explained it pretty and well. He explains it, yeah. He explains it very well and he goes into the whole legalese of the the wording and stuff like that, and just how how the the people that wrote up the bill where they're kind of coming from and how they're writing it and the terminology, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So go over to his channel and check the video out. It's really good. Uh, Rufo took to, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so uh, wait, let me go back up. Uh, education bill that prevents teaching on gender ideology and sexual orientation to students in kindergarten through third grade is already having an effect. They don't even, they should just be, going for taking it out entirely. Yeah. No, not just K through three. Entirely. They aren't going far enough. In my opinion. Um, Rufo took to Twitter where he shared a screenshot of a CNBC headline that reads, major companies including Disney and Walmart keep largely silent as leaked Supreme Court abortion drafts sparks outrage. He commented writing, Quote, the game has changed. Executives saw what we did to Disney and have changed their risk calculations. The pushback against capital is starting to deliver results. Um, he then posted a way to fight back against companies like Disney. Uh, quote, the way to fight back against woke corporations isn't to appeal to fuzzy abstractions. It's to change incentives and put a price on transgressing the values of the common citizen. Governor Ron DeSantis gave a, a master class on this strategy with Disney and the Fortune 100 is listening, he said. But, see, this, there's a, I forget what the, what it's called exactly, but there, I mean, basically the reason why all these corporations have adopted this is because they get government subsidies for it. Right. They're incentivized by the government right. to do this, not just local, not just state, but from you know the big white house up top yeah so if you're gonna stop it that's where you have to stop it but you know desantis at least has been been putting some uh boot to their necks a bit yeah uh rufo then asserted conservatives can't quote uh conservatives can easily change minds in the c-suit uh, we need to exert enough pressure to give executives permission to tell internal stakeholders we can't risk the reputational 
and political damage to uh, to do ex woke policy. Uh, quote: They aren't ide- uh, ideologues. We need to give them a way out. He stated. Well, and a lot of the the, the pressure that the these companies get is mainly from Twitter, and like people just gotta like it is. Twitter isn't real life. It's like you you know like they keep, people keep railing on their own other streams and stuff. Twitter isn't real life, and you just need to stop listening to these freaking weirdos on Twitter. Yeah. That's what it'll boil down to. And once you stop listening to them and stop giving them so much freaking power, you'll you can stop this crap. You just need the right company, need the right people to do it. I mean, I even saw um, today uh, article that popped up. Let me see if I can find it because even. Um, It was uh, Tesla apparently giving, like, employees to do what the Disney was doing was to give people the ability to go out of state for funded uh, either these trans surgeries or abortions and stuff like that. Tesla was Tesla. Interesting. Yeah, let me let's see if I can find it. Right, but let me go. Let's let's finish this first. Um, so he added, in the coming weeks, some companies will issue statements on Roe v. Wade, but they will be much more cautious than before, and many companies will avoid the issue altogether. But the fight isn't won, but we're making progress. Keep applying pressure. He encouraged. Uh, uh, Rufo would also respond to a thread from Judd Legum, Legum uh, discussing his recent article on Popular Info that claims a giant PR firm is advising their corporate clients to remain mum on the debate regarding the right to life that was recently set ablaze in the media following the circulation of a draft majority opinion uh, by Supreme Court Justice Alito that declares Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Uh, Ligum details on Twitter, a massive PR firm that represents high-profile corporations like Coca-Cola, Netflix, and Starbucks is privately advising its clients to avoid commenting on abortion rights according to an internal email. Now, with considering all the, some of the sick shit Netflix has been putting on their freaking platform with cuties and everything, I'm amazed if they kept been able to keep their mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so continue on uh, the PR firm identified as the Zeno group <laughs> okay <laughs> um, is purportedly advising clients to quote not take a stance you cannot reverse especially when the decision is not final the topic is a textbook 50-50 issue subjects that divide the country can sometimes be no win situations for companies because regardless of what they do they will alienate at least 15 to 30 percent of their stakeholders uh, it warns do not assume that all your employees customers or investors share your view wow no shit sherlock that should be what common freaking sense i don't know maybe it's just me well, if common sense was common everybody would True. Yeah. 
Uh, Rufo responded to Legum tweeting, the conservative war against woke corporations is starting to change risk calculations and shift corporate behavior, keeping the pressure on. Disney stock price has been on a downward trend for all uh, all of 2022. It began a year at $156, and it's down to $110. As you can see below, the price plummeted in the middle of April as Disney promoted its barbaric policies. <laughs> I like their word. <laughs> oh, their barbar- it's barbaric policies. It's not-so-secret gay agenda and came out in favor of grooming small children. Boom! Look at that. Mark drop. Down 29%. Let it crash and burn. So 20 is down 29%? Uh, according to this, yes. At least the, when this uh, when the screenshot was taken from the New York uh, source New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. So basically, what do you make of Rufo's plan to target Disney? Do you think it's all already having an effect? Well, I mean, I I can only hope that it starts to have an effect on them. I mean, I've heard just what I've only heard that, you know, since taking their stances that they've had, it has has had an effect on some uh, degree of their park attendance. Yeah. But that also has come down to... Uh, apparently a lot of the rides breaking down and stuff and, you know even though that they were closed for for a time during, during the major height of the coof yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah. uh but uh, uh between that i mean people still go that's just it but i've heard from it i'd say go over to the uh the geeks and gamers side channel uh, park hopping Drunk 3PO, he he does a lot of their content revolving around the uh, theme parks. Yeah, and what's, he's what been, has he said about it? He's been, co- I mean, he's been covering a lot of what's been going on and just the goofy stuff that goes on too. But yeah. um, from some of them, with their li- uh, they've been th- getting the impression that uh, I mean, a lot of people have been mostly going to uh, Universal Studios. Yeah, versus Disney. Uh, Partly from probably this whole this whole activist stances that they've been taking, while Universal has not. And I'm assuming they, Universal been... owns themselves. Like they're not affiliated with Disney, are they? No, of course not. No. Well, I, and I've never been there, so I, I didn't know if it's no. Like they're it. their own thing. They're their own yeah. thing, and they've been I, they've been keeping quiet and mostly just watching. Yeah. And kind of going, hey, let's not do that, right? Yeah. Um, but that's just assuming, you know. Some people just want uh, to watch the world burn. Exactly. That's I'm just here with my popcorn watching it burn. Bro. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is the thing too, is that they have some major things coming up in particular, what'll probably explode in a good way for them would is gonna be their whole like Super Mario Land or Nintendo yeah. Land. They're supposed to be rolling out a Nintendo Land, and that's gonna I mean just the popularity of Nintendo alone, right? People, and that'll just. And I mean, I I saw. I I don't know if I'll be able to find it really quickly, but I know I saw like um the people they were showing off the map of this whole thing, and it was like holy crap, yeah, that looks insane. 
So, I mean, it could, that would possibly be something I'd, I'd almost want to check out myself, you know? Even though I wouldn't want yeah. to make a trip to Florida. I hate the heat, the heat, humidity, and stuff like that. But it'd be cool. Hey, save up and go check it out. Yeah. So here, here's the other thing that I, I'm not going to go over this article. I just wanted to uh, show it too, really quick, because this is kind of like, you know, people want to suddenly put Elon Musk on this high horse pedestal. Right, because he bought Twitter and has some plans for it. But Tess, uh, from DailyMail.com, Tesla is the latest firm to announce it will pay for staff's travel and living costs if they have to leave the state for an abortion as companies react to Roe v. Wade leak. So, and you can go and check out the article too because they kind of go over a lot of the same stuff that we just read off for for that from Bounding into Comics. So, yeah. No, it's uh, they are I, your friends. That's I think it. I. So I, my my prediction. I don't know if you just said this or not. I may have missed it, but Universal is going to become the new hot spot to go travel to. It seems to be. I mean, I mean they've uh, got because like they have a, they they also have the whole Harry Potter experience, right? Is very big. Right. Uh, they've they've been doing nothing but good things with all that. So, yeah, Listen, I mean, just like you said, I mean, I'm a huge Nintendo fan. So, Nintendo, if I don't know what they're gonna call it, Nintendo Land, whatever they're gonna call it, that yeah. alone is one I I would go just specifically for that. Like I said, and yeah, I, just the the name alone is kind of like yeah, that'll bring people regardless. So, what was your whole thoughts on this uh, this whole article? This article. Um, I know you, you were the one that brought it up. Yeah. So I, you know, I find it very interesting that, you know, all this, this, all the, like all this stuff is, is happening. And now like people are like, it's almost like waking up and fighting against it. Like to your point, like DeSantis has to use your word, put in the boot around their neck a little bit. Like, I think that it's going to come and bite them in the rear. It's going to come and bite Disney in the rear. I think they're, they're trying to push all this stuff, and yeah, and people it's, it's been coming in waves. Yeah, it's been coming and, in you waves. know, Disney has always been Disneyland supposed to be the most magical place on yeah. earth, right? Well, who in the right mind, hear what I said, in the right mind would take <laughs> their child to a place that is for this kind of stuff, right? Like, it's been it's been also the thing of like who in their right mind would send their kids to, to a public school and this is the same stuff going on there too and it's been going on for a long who, time. Who who who? What kind of decent parent would send their kid to a school where they're talking about all this crap like from kindergarten to third grade? Yeah, like I grew up Catholic and we didn't talk about this stuff until like eighth grade. Like I I, I grew up I grew up in freaking uh in freaking California and. Yeah, I mean, that's an exaggeration. The, the conversation, thing, yeah, the conversation didn't come along until yeah, at least going on to middle school. When that when was I was in like, third grade, fifth or sixth yeah. grade or something like that. When I was in third grade, I was more concerned about learning how to color inside the line, so I wasn't held back again. <laughs> like I wasn't concerned about you know, uh, this is knocking the old work boots with Cindy who sat two desks across. Yeah. Those, those those feelings didn't come till much later. It's like no. So this, yeah, I th- I think it is gonna 
come back well, and bite them. Like and, it, yeah, and uh, you know that's, that's been like the one saving grace of some of this is like you know thanks to these kids doing uh, their schooling at home and parents are actually checking in on these Zoom calls that they're sitting in on. They're finally going, oh, this has been the curriculum going on. I, right. I no 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 I don't think I like this very much. No, my, my brother and I were talking about, you know, cause like, you know, he, obviously he, he lives in California and, um, he's poor take, soul. yeah. And grew up taking, you know, my nieces to, to Disney. Right. I mean, that's, right. that's one thing that they, they've done growing, growing up and, and yeah. now he, yeah, I heard you get like special passes too. If you like live in LA or something like that, yeah close by and you can get like, yeah. So, but it'll never, it's just, they'll never take my nieces again to to disney and and well yeah and rightfully so but it's because of just this kind of stuff and so yeah i think uh i think it's gonna cost them dearly i think they want to push that they're pushing all this stuff they're trying to you know but uh, you know it's just yeah my my hope my hope with all this is that you know if you think i hope that the term actually becomes a reality of the whole you know, go woke, go broke. Because yeah, I have I, I mean, my because of the fact of the matter, like I said earlier, you know, they get government they get government, you know, checks out of this. For because sure. They're pushing all this. But you can only hope that at some point where the government money doesn't become enough. Right. Because they aren't they aren't making up in between both. They aren't getting the mo- right. enough money from that and they aren't getting enough money from the people. So if enough people actually finally stop walking right. away from this crap, then maybe we can, you know, start to see some level of change. Right. They're two completely separate issues, but like if, if, um, and I went back and I checked the, the check the numbers. So, like, Netflix, if Netflix can lose $42 billion in a night, because I thought it was million, but like I went back and checked it. If they can lose all that in a night, imagine, yeah, how, much Disney, yeah, yeah. How, imagine how much Disney can lose if, if people start standing up and, and kind of fighting back. Well, they have been too, especially on like their movies, because now also China isn't taking their movies. Mm-mm. They aren't getting that. They aren't getting them China bucks anymore. China, China uh, I like that. China hey, what it, that's what it is. They're not getting the. They're not getting the money from that end of the world. So it's just no. called. You know, they're they're not having it. They're going to be putting their money to their own cinema at this point. Why would they take? Right. And they're just only going to you know say you have to remove this. You have to remove that. That was like something that came out recently. Was Sony actually said no? We're not going to remove the statue of liberty from the spider-man no way home yeah because china was like you have to remove that if you want to put your movie here and uh, <laughs> and so is like that go. movie's been that movie's been been making good money so they're like okay no we, we don't Sony said go pound sand basically uh, basically so. i don't know i and I, I mean i did i didn't give the money any movie but i i did check it out it's a good movie i liked it I said it was the it was it was the it was the better of the of the three new Spider-Man movies. I didn't go see it mainly because I'm DC and I I won't. I yeah, yeah. like I said, I didn't I didn't give him my money, but you know, I I checked it out all the same just because okay, I'm I'm a Spider-Man fan. I have been for a long time. I'll check it out, and you know, it was a good it it was a good flick. I enjoyed it. It finally had real villains, but the thing was, right. was th- those were villains from older movies. Right. <laughs> so it's called. I, yeah, I want your own thing, but yeah. So I wonder with this whole this whole stance, if like Disney is starting to see like, oh, we're not, uh, in fact, like we're we're actually you know 
um, what's the word infallible or fallible, whatever, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I wonder you if they can take damage, right? I wonder <laughs> if that's what they're thinking. Like, if like, Oh, like maybe, maybe they're, you know, we are in trouble if we continue to, to push this. Maybe they, like, maybe they don't, maybe they're just so clueless that they, they, you know, they live in their all, you know, they're, they're either say, clueless or they're high on their own horse thinking that, yeah, they can't, they, they're, they're Disney. They can't be yeah. taken down. So that's the whole perception I mean, reality. We'll, yeah. We'll see if they're hubris. We'll <laughs> get the better of them. Uh, I only hope to though, check right? out. Yeah. To junk, check out junk, uh, drunk house at junk, drunk three C three. Oh my, the guy drunk three PO. Yeah. His, 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 great. Yeah. And see what his thoughts are. Cause I, like to your point, like I have followed geeks and gamers and park hop and I'm curious to see what his thoughts are on, on the matter. But as it stands, yeah, Disney will never. Well, hard for me to say that. I'm not going to give them their well, like they, them like, money, but and the great thing is, like, it, like they've like they've said too. It's like for their park hopping channel, they're they're going into these theme parks giving an honest opinion. They 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 a lot of these companies don't really don't always like them because of that fact because they're right. not kissing their ass because you know they blacklist they're on the blacklist they're on blacklist. the yeah they're on the they're effectively on the blacklist so uh we so should least, go to yeah i was gonna say yeah. we should go to disney just solely to say yeah we're you know Go to Disney. Tell them who we are. Uh, this fractured, fil- you know, fractured filter. <laughs> Jay Hitman, Jay Hitman, one eight seven, and see if uh, they let us in or not. So we're going to do a podcast, our episode of our podcast, and see if they uh, if they send uh, security. Since you know they do have Disney police there. Oh, but you know, I wonder since uh, DeSantis took away so many of their their special uh, uh, special little uh, privileges. Yeah, wondering if they're going to still have their own their own private security and stuff. Uh, that was part of their whole benefits and stuff was having yeah. all that. So and, uh, yeah, that's gone. And I know that I I remember where I was years ago. I was flying to Panama City, and we um, we stayed at a resort at Disney World, and when we were flying out the next morning, but yeah, it's yeah, they're they're police or their own yeah, it's like a whole I, little I, city. I'd only gone to Disneyland. I had gone to Disneyland. I never went to Disney World. I went to Disneyland twice. Uh, once was kind of in the middle of my senior year. Yeah. Um, of high school, and that it was, it was not planned properly. Yeah. But um, but you know, had a fun time. The words, the the rides at least worked and stuff. I was like, okay, I can now say I've gone. This was probably before. And, this was no, probably this Disneyland was this was two thousand three, two thousand two, yeah. two thousand three. In that time period, because then we went again. We went. We then planned another trip uh, after my graduation from high school, and we went to Disneyland and uh, Universal Studios. Yeah, I wish I still had the picture of me with the with the at Universal Studios with the Spider Man. <laughs> He's like, "Hey there, yeah, big fella. It. You're a big right. guy." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> but uh but i mean it was funny because the second time we went to disneyland it wasn't the same experience like we went on the indiana jones ride and it ended up like uh stalling up at a certain point and it's like wow this isn't the same experience as i remember it's, last yeah. time <laughs> it's not the same oh well 
but you know i then after those couple of times of going it's like i never had any inclination to want to want to go back want to go and check that place out again even with i mean i only got more i just kind of got embittered when they were like oh hey we got a star wars section now when they bought star wars i'm like oh and it was before the movies had come out i think or maybe we're around it and i was still kind of like eh. but i'm like oh man where was that when i went yeah <laughs> i went one time with my brother my nieces and it was solely to uh i mean we did the you know majority of the rides but we went to galaxy's edge and it was just dog walk it was just terrible terrible everything everything about it i i haven't heard much positive things about it at least from who i follow so i mean i'm sure some people yeah. have had fun whatever food's terrible rides are terrible uh overpriced they said they, they yeah. sell your titty milk there Oh God, um, the blue. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Um, oh ta- no! Yeah, ta- taste not like milk. If you're curious. Uh, yeah. So gross. Well, shall we get into uh, the um, this episode that I had to literally? It took <sighs> me. It took me like four days to watch this. Just I finally it. watched it yesterday morning, or yeah, yesterday morning. I, uh, I was like, okay, I'm I'm watching this. I'm doing. I it. tried to watch it before work. I tried to watch it um, after work. I tried to watch it um, the day before. I just, it, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, it, I mean, I was amazed. I, it didn't drag at least as as bad as some of these episodes have especially no that's like, yeah especially like the episode when he was first transporting the frog lady oh. so tediously boring it was better than i will say it was much better than that in the sense of uh, like from a pacing perspective yeah but it was still it was still well it, there's through. still like just so and i make notes of this there's like stupid little like i don't know Things that I I couldn't imagine being appropriate for for what's in what's who's in who was in charge and stuff like that, right? Uh, for in, in terms of like you know with the Imperials and everything, but we'll get into that. Well, luckily there wasn't any overweight Imperial guards in this one. <laughs> no, they did not have any fat stormtroopers running around. Yeah, uh, they had a bunch of stormtroopers that couldn't aim. Not like but yeah, they, they couldn't aim for garbage, but they didn't have a uh, they didn't have an imperial officer that looked like he oh. was sitting at the donut shop the whole time. That you missed. I couldn't believe I missed that. I couldn't believe I missed that. Oh my god! Uh, that's probably the, that's probably the best response <laughs> and just section of the show. Just right, how I you just that. literally missed this guy that took up three fourths. I just yeah. lied that you were the first one that noticed it. <laughs> That's oh the first thing you noticed was that guy. Pillsbury Doughboy fitting in the spandex imperial, you know, ooh, uniform. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you want to okay. kick us off then? Yeah, let's kick, let's kick it off. Uh, chapter 12, The Siege. Uh, so we're, we're back into space with, uh, with Mando because his was turned into a junker 
the, the clearly the Mon Cal don't know how to repair ships. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, so Mando and his Razor Crest is dead in space. Uh, him and the the Womp Rat are trying to get f- things fixed up so they can get moving. Mando is actually trusting the little genocide monster to plug in the color coded wires where they're supposed to go. Uh, Mando keeps trying to warn the Womp Rat about not letting the wires touch each other. And naturally what ends up happening, the Womp Rat gives itself some good old electroshock therapy, which I'm just like, okay, so this thing is supposed to be like, I don't know, 50 something years old, or I mean, certainly at least more. I don't know. It's supposed to be old. He's like 60 years old. I, I could have sworn it's something strange like that, but he's still acting like an infant. Yeah. I was like, you were in the Jedi Temple. You had to have been trained, but you're the, but you were, you don't know color coding and you don't understand the, what he's explaining to you. What? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, this time I, I noticed they certainly gave the, the little bastard a bunch of more sound effects. He was, he was kind of almost vocalizing a little bit more. It seemed like making the more coos and goos and gaz and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't notice it the first time around when I first originally watched this show. Uh, so they share some super cider or something, and Mando's thinking they aren't making it where they need to go. So time to revisit some old friends, going back to Navarro. Uh, Mando has been was being careful the whole time with his drink, so I guess he's only comfortable doing that on his own ship? Probably smart, because he only partly was lifting his helmet. So he's willing to do that on his own ship, but when he's been in bars and stuff like that, he refuses to order drinks. And gives lip to he gave lip to that Mon Calamari in the last episode, where he's like, "No, I don't need anything." <laughs> but right. in his in this episode, he's shown lifting his helmet enough so he can take a drink of something, but then you know immediately puts it back down. I guess he's just being uber cautious now that he's on but he's on his own ship. Um. So some of the, oh, so then it cuts away from them, and it goes to showing us some of the fly-faced. I although I end up calling them something else, uh, fly-faced aliens, Aqualish, are either looting or hanging out in the armors slash Mandalorian's little hideout. Uh, the Aqualish gets spooked while trying to have a meal, and then Cara Dune enters the fight and starts taking out the butt-faced aliens. Nothing like using one as a meat shield. Uh, we get the old surprise back hit maneuver, which is like her with her just standing there, and then the the alien came up right behind her immediately, and she does kind of does that punch behind her over her shoulder thing. Uh, Cara Dune picked up her own furry little friend that is that that is till she feeds it and walks out. That's our title hit. Yeah. You- uh, yeah. Uh, so a little bit different. So I just put recap scene as like Buck of Bolts uh, floating aimlessly, aimlessly. Uh, Mando literally trying to get this baby to hotwire the ship. And there he goes. Did it die? Question mark. <laughs> um, over here sipping on its tea. Kermit does it better. 
I course it set off to Navarro. They go uh, counting. And then I jump to counting credits and eating squirrel meat. Uh, sounds like a good time until it's not. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for this. I said, Dune doing what she does best, taking out dudes. Uh, decided against the dudes. She'll take the credits instead. Or the Wampra one <laughs> is, uh, I typed that wrong. I was like, uh, decided against the dudes. She'll take the credits instead. Or the Wampra. Um, uh, I said, Mayor Weathers and Marshall Dune await Mando's arrival. Uh, what it, this, where did, I think I may have jumped the gun there. That's what I had. Did you? Yeah, I, you just got out. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I had uh, Mando comes landing in with his junker of a ship, and Dune and Carl Weathers are there to meet with Mando. And Weathers states the obvious about the ship. Oh, a marshal now, huh? Because they introduced Cara Dune as being the marshal of the town. Uh. And I say Carl Weathers' own womb seems to be going off as he immediately picks up the womp rat and starts goo goo guying it. I swear he, they turned him into a chick suddenly. Um, I said, uh oh, ominous alien watching them leave. Uh, so, wow, you kick out either the Empire or the disreputable bounty hunters, and the town gets suddenly lively and not so shit, which is the thanks to. Cara Dune, apparently, while Weathers is handling the clerical stuff. Um, the old bar has been turned into a school now. Oh, lovely. Uh, but they drop, drop off the little Womp Rat there. Uh, womp Rat is finding a new food victim and is denied. But <laughs> that, won't, that won't stop the little Womp Rat as he, as he steals the kid's snacks. And he isn't, he isn't, he isn't punished or anything like that, he freaking flat out steals the kid's little snacks and gets away with it. Little bastard. Um, I'm surprised the kid didn't get up and punch it like the, right. like the scout trooper. Come on, embrace your <laughs> embrace the dark side. <laughs> um, and then uh, let's see, uh, womp. Uh, that's the food victim part. Yeah. Uh, and then Fish Boy from season one, episode one, is back and doing what he was originally doing, apparently, until he ran off and had, had Mando sent after him. Mando says if he runs off again, just let him know and he'll catch his fish his fat fishy ass again. That's close to what I had. So I had a uh, um, go up here. I said, Mayor Weathers and Marshall Dune await Mando's arrival. Uh, what a touchy moment between Uncle Weathers and Womp Rat. Um, uh, oh, I said, uh, Old Carl credits Dune for the cleanup of Navarro. Jumped down to a school. A school turned daycare. I said, the three talk business. This Womp Rat is always hungry. Kid says, no. Womp Rat says, my macaroons, fool. Uh, so this macaroons yeah so this is where so in the in the show uh, weathers i think references references the fishman as a i just put poly wag inks himself after mando after saying mando isn't that a pokemon because he like called him Pollywog, or i've known he's i didn't i didn't really catch it yeah, he's like he's been working for me since he was a polywog, and I was, and I just instantly thought, like, did you just reference a Pokemon? Like, <laughs> um, 
where am I at here? Uh, and then yeah, inks himself. Uh, and then and then he's like uh, blinded out of one eye. Doesn't carbonite hibernation sickness cause total blindness temporarily? Well, it, so cool? basically, yeah. What he means is like he he had the carbonation carbonate carbonite sickness, but it also he didn't fully recover. It's still affecting one eye. So that's uh, okay. basically what that means. He just kind of right. he's got some he's got some extra after effects that either it won't go away or. Okay. I just remembered Han and his hibernation sickness. He yeah. Had total. Yeah, he was totally through. blind until he they fi- he was finally clearing up yeah. after a time. But for him, it never cleared up in that one eye. Interesting. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I think did you? I don't know. Then I just put a, his royal magistrate. So this is what we call him, and her and her marshalness discussing taking out an old imperial base, wait, wanting tomorrow to be free trying to persuade mando to agree yeah i had uh i said now planning time uh, there's still some time uh, some signs of imperial buildings hanging out on the planet according to them uh this is where they got all the all the uh, troops to f- i said trips on the thing but i meant troops uh all the troops to fight in the city when moff gideon attacked Carl uh, Weathers and Cara Dune uh, believe getting rid of the base will free up Navarro and the planet from the icky Imperials, and they uh, they can be a real trade port now. Uh, and then basically, kind of them getting in, getting up to the base is uh, Fishy Boy trying to get out of being part of all of it, all this. But Carl Weathers ain't having it, uh, giving him next to no real options than to be involved. Then it's, uh, so the Imperials set up a base on a planet with known lava activity, but their own advanced tech, they don't make sure it's compensating for the planet? Trash? Really? Whatever. Because she makes a whole the comment about the piece of junk Imperial door thing that they were trying to hack oh, it into. Yeah. It was, like, locked up because of the lava. The lava. And I'm like, this is the freaking Imperials. They... You're telling me that this advanced military group didn't compensate for planets that they were going to be, you know, terraforming, taking over, or whatever, putting bases onto that they wouldn't, uh, you know, make sure that their stuff was adaptable or just, you know, whatever well, it needed you, to be to keep you know, working in these conditions. Do you know why it wasn't adaptable? Why? Because they had that guy from the Kenobi trailer running that base. <laughs> That's why. Look, oh. you think he looks prepared in this in the slightest. Damn it! It's, it's the new Porkins. Damn you, Porkins! <laughs> right. It's Imperial Porkins. Oh, <laughs> uh. uh. Porkins! <laughs> I think it's that reference. Uh. Uh, so, Fishy Boy uh, trying to again squeal out of being there till Carl Weathers offers more off his sentence. Mando flies up and starts a firefight, and, com- and in comedic fashion, we get a stormtrooper falling from the sky and going squish. Let's see what I had. Yeah. Um, I said, uh, the Pokemon, I mean, Polly Wag Show, furring them to the front door, trying to make excuses to leave. Oral, uh, oh, Old Weathers gives them uh, two options. I've just put controls not rated for lava, question mark. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Plywog trying to bounce. His royal magistrate knocks 30 years off his time. 
Um, what I put, uh, I don't know what I put there. Uh, Paul, I trying to help cut through the door. Uh, Mando jets to the top, then back down to open the door. Man, that was fast. Did they just steal a move from Jedi Outcast? <laughs> um, I put the four musketeers discussing how to destroy the base. Polywag tries to snag a marauder. Mando shuts him down. Um, so that's what I did. I'll let you go because I think I may have jumped again. No, you're good. Don't worry. Um, so after the whole comedic falling down thing, uh, I said so much for an empty base, it seems, but now they just need to get into the reactor to blow the whole thing up. Uh, Fishy gets excited over some Imperial, uh, vehicle and wants it, but clearly they will most likely use it for their escape or something else. Uh, one lone Imperial captain or something gets the old struggle snuggle treatment from Cara Dune. What did you just say? Struggle snuggle? <laughs> yeah. That's good. I like that. Uh, they send Fishy out to mess with mess with the reactor so they can destroy the whole facility while they have the easier job. Uh, jobs of watching the doors. Fishy does it, and now, now the scramble to escape. Uh, they're still trying to sneak their way out of the facility. Seems they fell to a lab, and we get some early clones of Sheev slash slash Snoke. So yes, again and again and again, we're heading to sequel territory. Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't know. I, oh, <laughs> I, I, uh, the doctor pops on the hollow on the hollow recording and talks about rejection of the blood, probably from the Womp Rat, and mentions the M count, guessing metachlorine count. Uh, you know, uh, you know there, there, there was a reason the Kaminoans didn't go with cloning Jedi. You guys didn't have the records, which I, you know, again, it's like, yeah. how did you not know this? You know, this is detailed in the Plagueis book. Come on, that they never read. Uh, the Doctor get, uh, gives word to our heroes that Moff Gideon is in fact alive. And yet they're still after Womp Rat to continue their experiments. He's the key to everything. Now they split up so Mando can get more quickly back to Womp Rat. And we again have another comedy death fall from the Stormtroopers after Mando escapes from the lava pit. Man, they just can't catch a break. At all. In the slightest. Nope. You wanna... Let me see. Um, yeah. Oh, what I have. I said, uh, Dune, the dude getter, getting another dude. Uh, the worst Imperial accent ever. Uh, they don't have the Imperial accents anymore. That's just yeah, it. No, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand that. Um, Weathers acquires something of importance off the imp. Oh, the TK reference from A New Hope, reminiscent of a bygone yeah. era. Um, Manda tells Polywog to slice the door, and by slice, I mean use the... Oh, I'm sorry, it was Weathers. Weathers tells Polywog to slice the door, and by slice, I mean use the code cylinder. Uh, Polywog learn, uh, leans too close to the lava, said by Mando. Um, I put Weathers uh, threatens to pull Polywog... Put Polywag back into Carbonite if he doesn't grow a set and help str- uh, sh- shut down the coolant line. Um... <laughs> I just put Polywag taking a day and a half to shut down Coolant Line. 
then I'll end on uh, evac less than 10. She's going to blow. <laughs> uh, well, um, I guess, well, and then I guess because you went to the, you're talking about the, well, I may have, did I? No, I know, you're good. You're good. Okay. No, I'll, I'll end there. Yeah. So, yeah, Fishy Boy is proving to be more trouble than he's worth, it seems. Armored vehicle comes into play now as they used it to escape from the Stormies on the deck. They have the two two men screeching as they drop off the deck on the Fishy Boy's speeder. I'm like, really? They're going to scream like a couple of girls? Um, now, uh, now a cha- chase commences and Carl Weathers gets on the guns to take out the scout troopers. Facility goes boom. But not before some TIE fighters hit the sky to be a nuisance. Weathers finally hits a TIE fighter, but at the same time manages to take out his gunner seat. Uh, not even uh, not even TIE fighters can hit the craft. Mando comes back in with uh, with his rebuilt slash repaired Razor Crest and starts taking out the TIE fighters while Womp Rat enjoys the food uh, enjoys the show and the food he stole from that kid. Mando tried spinning, since that's a good trick, and finishes off the TIE Fighter, and, and the Womp Rat hurls on himself. Uh, Mando decides he ain't sticking around and has to get immediately back in, onto his travels for the search of Grogu's own kind, and bunks off before Gideon catches on. Uh, and then, oh look, the New Republic X-Wings are here. Wonder who it could be. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'll just go through real quick. I said, uh, it on uh, real slick scientists working on deleting something nonchalantly, then decide to destroy it. Good play. Uh, both get destroyed. LOL. Uh, what did I just see? Something out of Hellboy that referenced the uh, Snoke plague or the what clone, you'd reference? Yeah. yeah, the clone. Uh, Polywog accesses a hollow recording Dude. of scientists explaining what is in the tubes. I meant to oh, bring it up. Did you notice the little the little theme playing when they were looking at the tubes, though? The music was, cue was it from Plagueis? It was kind of like the the almost kind of uh, uh, Sidious theme or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Emperor theme. I said, uh, "Oh, the end count reference." Um, yep. Scientist explanation to Moff Gideon. Mando thinks. Uh, Moff Gideon is dead, only to find out the recording is three days old. Uh, Daddy needs to get to his boy. That was quick. Polywag concerned about uh, the time. Imagine the, the longest escape ever. Mando uses Mando escapes via jetpack. Beskar armored to the rescue. Uh, that's the Jedi outcast scene we waited for. Where the guy, where the stormtrooper just falls. Um, oh, yeah. That was the, yeah. As of the Magistrate Marshal Polywag in a shootout, Polywag hits about as well as Filoni Stormtrooper. Uh, doing the dude getter, getting another dude. Uh, Marshal off to hotwire the Marauder, and they're off the ledge onto the speeder. Uh, and then I put, uh, I didn't know swoop, uh, swoop bikes could move, uh, could move like that. Um, I jumped down to it's a tank. You're shooting at a poorly, or you're shooting at a poorly designed tank. Yeah. I just put a little uh, say hello to my little friend reference there. And it's just like these stupid Tie Fighters about to do a flyby. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't get over how fast, how 
just stupid these these tie fighters look like um i put yeah you got one uh amanda saves the day after the uh, after the remaining tie fighters he said uh weather's watching from a safe distance whilst Wamprat eating his macaroons um he's got one and two for the win Wamprat loses his macaroons and then I j- we'll just end it with whether owes Mando a debt of gratitude, offers to buy him a drink. Uh, Mando says he has to, or says he has to clean up the womp rat. And then a <laughs> uh, new Republican interrogation scene where uh, Weather shows him the door. Um, and then I love this part, the uh, new Republic questioning scene part two. Mr. Miyagi tries to recruit Doom the dude getter. Uh, Marshall uh, declines offer, and then he brings up the fact that she's from Alderaan, uh, leaves his medal, and then hits the road. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was like, man, this, because uh, I got his name, I was like, man, this Captain Carson Tiva is the only X-Wing pilot out there? Dude seems a bit overworked. Couldn't they send another pilot at all? But he uh, he's here questioning about the exploded Imperial base, and about the razor crest that happened to be in the area. Uh, Cara Dune, uh, Dune's furry little friend is back getting food thrown at it. Pilot Miyagi starts talking to Dune about helping out the, with cleaning up the system. He then brings up Alderaan and served during that time and asks who she lost. Bro, the whole planet blew up. That's not, yeah. you, that's not usually any one person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless suddenly Alderaan came back. <laughs> yeah, I thought somebody. That was... I don't know if Star Wars su- they suddenly introduced the Dragon Balls and wished the planet back. I don't know. It's like give or say but... something, and then immediately regret saying it. Right, <laughs> like this guy, like like you lose it, like foot, just mouth, the whole planet. I'm sorry, just the, yeah, just the whole planet. No, nobody. Hey, you know, just nothing. You know, yeah. you know, you know, just a planet. Uh, but he heads off without any new information. Um, ooh, Imperial Star Destroyer flyover. Yeah. Uh, that shifty alien sells out the information to the Imperials that the officer takes the news to Moff Gideon. Uh, Razor Crest has, has a tracking beacon now. They can get ready to take take the asset from Mando. Oh my, a bunch of evil-looking robot roboid sort of armor things. Wonder what those could be. And that uh, is the end of our episode. Yeah. I just, yeah, I said, uh, Moff Gideon is informed the tracking beacon has been placed, and then I said, Enter Death Troopers. I believe they're the Death Troopers, they're basically, right? yeah, basically, yeah, Death Troopers, and then that's that's what we've got the glorious episode. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was it was paced a little better, yeah. At times, yeah, it was okay. I didn't. How did you like the the uh, this humor that was placed between Weathers and the Mithril? What was it, Mithril? Fish, fish boy. Fish boy. Eye rolling is just kind of like really. Like I said, I made that comment about them screeching like women when they're falling down it's like the, old in the vehicle. Couple. Yeah, well, it was just it was just like. You have Carl Weathers. I mean, okay, I would have understood Fishy Boy if he's screeching like that when they're falling, but uh, Carl Weathers, he's the he's the bounty guy. I mean, shouldn't he be hardened at least a bit to be able to do that sort of thing? 
You'd think. I mean, Cara Dune was the only one. She looked like she was enjoying herself. She right. was having fun. It was like that. I mean, I, I mean, I a little react. I mean, not not that kind of reaction, but right. <laughs> just was. Uh, it just came off as ridiculous to me. Yeah, it almost was like a kind of a, um, I don't know when. So when Mando's leaving, it almost kind of reminded me of A New Hope, where Leia and Luke are, you know, they're coming out of the door, and then the big gap in between, and on the other side. I yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot. I mean, I don't know if that was technically plan like that but that's what i i just immediately that scene i was like did he was he trying to like take something from a new hope because you know they Wait, which part where mando like they're coming in so they're coming out the doors and the stormtroopers are behind them and then like there's a big gap from to the other side so i didn't know if that was like a rip on a new hope where luke and leia have to luke shoots you know you know, he throws the his grapple shot or whatever and swings Leia oh, across the other side. Oh. I don't know. I might, maybe that's just where my mind went. No, it well, at least not. It didn't. It didn't pop into my mind. No. Yeah. You know, the only thing that kind of made me think of a new hope was when they sent Fishy Boy out to, um, to mess with the reactor, and it just kind of oh, reminded me of, yeah. of Kenobi oh, yeah. messing with the the tractor beams on this on the Death Star. Yeah, and then the whole TK. That like, I mean that eh, sort of kind of I mean I just always know that's how the uh, stormtroopers that's their code their code yeah. names and everything so eh, yeah so yeah much, yes but... I see what you mean and I think that did kind of come to my brain but it was just kind of like uh it for is like a their designation you know? oh there it is but oh that's just their designation so yeah it it just. Yeah, it was kind of in in one ear out the other for that yeah. one. And of course, it's been kind of a joke of oh, they have no railings on things, really. Yeah. Oh. So, it's like what? They got balls. What can you say? Right. <laughs> How'd you rate it? Uh five, Connor. You're gonna say five. Get out of my mind. Were you gonna um, give it a five? Uh, four, four, yeah. I yeah. It's like I, it, like I mean, some of it was okay. Is it, I mean, at the same time, it's like I almost want to give it a three now because like you know they basically have that little womp rat bastard getting away with all this, all this thievery and whatnot. And it's like, man, this isn't good development for that kid. Yeah, he's get he's not getting any repercussions or punishments or anything like that for. Literally stealing food from another person. It, right. it, yeah, he asked and he was denied, and then he just outright steals it and gets away with it. Right. Like, um, that's. I mean, that's the kind of message you want to put out there. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, I just I'm so over this whole like this whole baby persona. It's not going to be ending it. anytime soon. Oh, no, I get it because they know that's like, their bread and butter. That's why they brought the little bastard back so quickly. Because yeah. they knew they didn't have a show unless they had the little, little spazoid. Right. Uh, yeah, I was, was going to do like a, I got like a 3.8. I don't know. It wasn't, I mean, the pacing was a lot better. So it wasn't as bad as like, like you referenced the frog lady episode, which was just absolutely terrible. Like I wanted to just jump into a compactor and press the button. <laughs> 
so the pacing was better. You know, the uh, that that's about it. Like the humor between Weathers and and uh, Polywag Fishman was just kind of like it was almost like just painful at times. It's like two like a married like old married couple trying to be funny with I just I don't know. It was no, painful I, I to kinda, listen I to. I see what you mean with that. Yeah. Um, but this it was just a filler episode to that leads to everybody's and when I say everybody I mean Disney fans' favorite character, Ahsoka. Like we're right. getting Ahsoka in the next the next episode. Yeah, the next episode is where we get back where we bring in Ahsoka. Yep. Uh, well we got her we had their name dropped in the last episode, so they had to bring her in sooner than later. Yeah. So three point eight <laughs> for pacing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, they they have the little womp rat stealing food from kids and no repercussions for that. And then it's just like, you know, all the all the good all the goofy prat falls from the stormtrooper deaths. It's one thing to cause that sort of funny stuff in video games. It's another one you got it for your show when you're supposed to be having certain things taken seriously. Right. I would I I don't believe I would be shocked if Filoni ever played Jedi Outcast and and saw that <laughs> specific scene. Um but if if he did Oh it's not to, even a specific scene when you cause that stuff. It's just whatever you happen to kill them in particular way. Right. <laughs> well that's just one like oh. for me it's just an iconic, you know, when you play Jedi it's just an iconic Yeah, it's, it's the staple the of what you do yeah. in the game. Yeah. Like you know the the first the first level you, you shoot up there and the storm you know falls down. <laughs> So if it was a rip on that, you know, but I doubt. No, it. it's just it's just the the stupid humor that they do to get is to basically continue to like you know, um, dehumanize the stormtroopers so you don't ever go, hey, you know, what if that guy had a family? Right. You know what 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 what, what about that? Huh? What about that? Huh? 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 Or so it, it's, it's 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 so I mean I mean that's. Part of the the tactics of stormtroopers, anyways, is kind of a dehumanization and making another nothing but a bunch of guys that look the same, because it gives the enemy the impression, yeah, I've killed one, but the same one almost comes right back at me. Right, I get that. Um, But you know, they do this sort of goofy stuff, and they kill so many of them just because it's, like I say, it's to help dehumanize the enemy and not make you think, hey. What about that guy's backstory? What happened to him? What made him yeah. just decide to stick with the Imperials after their downfall? Huh? Right. You know, stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, that's the whole purpose of setting up those sort of goofy pratfalls and stuff like that is, is that. Yeah. So. Can't wait for the next episode. I'm so not excited. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm trying to remember if I even remember anything from the next episode. I didn't until I was looking at like the casting and stuff. A Did you? Again. Yeah. And I just saw how they have, um, I'm kind of, that's what I'm kind of like, Oh, I can't wait to see what, what he's is. Michael Bean. He was, yeah. um, Kyle Reese in the first Terminator movie and Hicks in the, uh, in aliens. Yeah. And, uh, also did a voice for a character in the Far Cry Blood Dragon game, which that game yeah. is awesome. 
but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to. I forgot what happens with him in that episode, so I'm kind of, kind of curious. I'm kind of curious to see that as what he's doing in that again. And I don't care about Ahsoka, but eh, we're gonna get uh, her. I don't that. either. I'm sure either. there'll be plenty of fodder for. Yes, I can't wait for. Uh, did you hear that they're gonna do a a, a Luke a Luke Soka show? <laughs> I didn't hear anything of that sort. I've heard about Ahso- the Ahsoka show that they're supposed to be. No, doing. this is the love. But I the heard love's n- supposed to be. Uh, oh, uh, don't look! You're you're looking at fan- you're looking at you're looking at fan fiction again, aren't you? No, this is Stop no percent it. thing. It's Stop a it! You're looking at you're look you're looking at the perverse side of Twitter of the fan fiction. No, <laughs> side the perverse of, side of Twitter was the, the damn shippers that do all this crap. The perverse side was Anakin and Ahsoka. That was a perverse show that they were going to do, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got shut down. No, I, yeah. uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you laugh. No, Guarantee I, it's coming. I, I do laugh. I, don't, I hope to Christ it's not real. But Listen. I'll uh, probably be proven wrong. You know, script trooper. You know, I called them, you know, retconning. Uh, the the original trilogy. I'm We've been talking that. about that for oh, a little for bit. Oh, for sure. But I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They might do a love a love story between Ahsoka and Luke. Mm-hmm. Well, then it, and then it then becomes okay. So where the freak was she during uh, the sequel trilogy? Mm-hmm. I mean that that leaves a big plot hole right there. <laughs> Maybe she was with. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I do know, but I'm not gonna say it because you're gonna see it. Stop! 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 No, what? 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 What was she doing? Where was she? What? She, Come on! She wasn't. She wasn't with Luke. Well, clearly, she wasn't even in the. Day. She wasn't even in any of the three movies. She wasn't there at all. So, where do you think she was? Hell, if I know. She was with somebody else. Wow. Maybe. Uh, Who did she slink off to now? <laughs> that's the thing. She's almost as bad as Kara the Dune. The Dune the uh, the, dude the struggle figure. snuggler. The struggle. <laughs> I like that. Was funny. The struggle snuggler. <laughs> uh, well, you got anything else you want to go over? Uh, so, I mean, yeah, that's kind of, uh, I'm guessing we're just going to wrap things up now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, kind of speaking on the dehumanization of stormtroopers, let's hear some humanization of them. Oh, uh, it's a fan, it's a fan film project that has been in the works for a while now. It's called Bucketheads. I don't know if you've caught any of this. Uh, is it, uh, yeah. And this is their YouTube channel, uh, Transmute pictures. You can find it by just searching for Bucketheads, a Star Wars story, or just Bucketheads. That should take you right to their channel. Um, but they're for they they have like uh, their first episode out, the prologue. It's pretty good, well shot, graphics look great. Um, and yeah, like I said, it kind of it's it's from that Imperial Stormtrooper perspective. I hope it sticks out or sticks to that for the whole thing instead of like. They just finally drop their helmets and go, hey, we're with the Rebels now, or 
the new republic getting or whatever. away with this and not, are they uh, have they been like tagged for copyright or anything like, i don't know of- i don't know the history i don't know all the history i i finally just looked back into them after a while so i i don't know anyway. if there's been any drama like that or if they've learned from star wars theory and are you know managing to do things or unless disney's lightened up i don't know or yeah. lucasfilm whomever um but yeah uh that's that's just kind of i just thought i would uh go off on that and they have a, a trailer for their chapter two that i thought i would uh play going uh, to end this episode on yeah so let's see uh, it. I'll get that going and we'll be heading out and adios everybody adios You can hear it, right? Yeah. Cool. With a fine and capture defector. Turn him alive for questioning. We served together. Scarif, Kashyyyk, Endor. Feel the captain now. These men need a leader. Imperial business, step aside. Yeah, he's wondering if you bucketheads have an appointment. Step aside. Remember your oath. Through fire and blood! Weapons hot. Backup is a thousand levels away. Freeze!